On this episode of Chasecast, we discuss game releases for December. The last month of 2021 is already here, and we got a lot to say on the games coming out. We also discuss our impressions of the Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker expansion that just came out. I talk about Icarus, the new survival game by Dean Hall, and the guy who made DayZ, and talk about my thoughts on Battlefield 2042 versus Halo Infinite versus... Call of Duty Vanguard, so stay tuned for that. And then we watch Sons of the Forest gameplay, Gran Turismo 7 Deep Forest gameplay, and Horizon Forbidden West new gameplay. And then, of course, read your comments and reply to them. Before we get into that, make sure to download and play Godfall, Mortal Shell, Lego, DC, Super Villains all offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of the month of the Plus Club, where we will be discussing those games and grading them. And our game of the month randomly picked the last game of the month of the year, Guilty Gear Strive. We will be playing a fighting game and reviewing it at the end of the month as well. So make sure to come back for that. And yeah, we have Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, to this. And we uh, have a Patreon. If you'd like to support this channel, more than liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing. If you're brand new. All right, let's get into this lengthy tasty cast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 154 of the Tasty Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today is Chevy. Chevy, how you doing? But also, uh, well, we'll get into Endwalker, I'm sure. I was going to say, how's Endwalker going? Uh, but um, new PlayStation Plus games. I haven't gotten your thoughts on those. Uh, we talked about a little bit, but uh, we got Godfall, Mortal Shell, and Lego DC Supervillains. What are you thinking about those games? Not a lot. <laughs> no, nothing? <laughs> no, not really. Um, yeah, I don't really have an interest in not any of them. So so we got Godfall, cooperative melee uh, Borderlands-esque game. I've actually, I've actually finished this game on PC, so it'll be interesting to see how it is on uh, PlayStation. Um this is not going to be the full version, though. And I don't know what that means. They came out and said this is a certain, this is like champion edition or something like that. And they said you don't get all the content, but you get the multiplayer, which confuses me because the multiplayer is the campaign when I played it. Uh, there is an end game. So I don't know if they just beeline you to the end game. So I don't, I don't know how that works. Uh, let me know in the comments if you know what's up with that. Uh, but I think it's kind of lame that we're not getting the full version. The game's been out for a year. And, uh, at this point, if they're not getting new sales, I think it's time to just give it away because then people can maybe buy DLC or something. Well, I mean, if you're going to put it on there anyways, yeah. like what's the point? Yeah. Other than like maybe enticing someone to buy the full version. But yeah, um, um, yeah, I don't know. yeah, I thought it was kind of weird. But, uh, but yeah, I've played it and uh, I am definitely interested in trying it with more than one other person um, because I played it with one other person. It was fun, but I'd like to see what it's like with a full group i think it's only three player it's one of those games uh but i don't remember very well and then uh mortal shell soulsborne-esque game i played the demo of it back in the day but way back in the day dude like like fucking 50 years ago and uh it was an interesting premise but i i kept having this overall thought of like why 
Like it, it plays like Dark Souls kind of, but then like you can like harden your body as a shield. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. So maybe, maybe playing it, I'll get it. And then we'll talk about that. And then Lego DC super villains. You're not too stoked on that. I feel like you like the Lego games or not love them, but I thought you liked I mean, them. They're fine. Yeah. Um, that's probably, that doesn't mean I'm excited to play it. Sure, sure. I uh, <laughs> I am not, admittedly, the biggest Lego fan. I think the games are kind of uh, mind-numbing, typically. Not in a negative way. Just for me, it's like you're pressing one button and just kind of jump around. But uh, this is a newer one, so maybe they've come a long way. So I'm excited to find out. Yeah, it'll probably be the <laughs> I hate to say this. I'm, I'm more um, positive about that than the other two games. Yeah, well, that's what I was kind of... Uh, uh, pointing at i figured that would be the one out of the three that you might be a little more interested in um but doing good yeah yeah doing good sick that's all i like to hear um so we got a lot to talk about today uh we got game releases what we've been playing my list is fucking gigantic so we'll get to that i actually took a couple games off because i'm like we don't need to talk about these um and then we got uh, a bunch of videos to watch and some comments so uh let's jump into game releases first let's have anything to say Mm-mm. Oh, a uh, quick reminder, we will be doing uh, the Game Awards, uh, reacting to it this Thursday, but because we work, we'll be getting home later, and uh, it'll probably be around midnight, we will be streaming it, so join us here, or over on Twitch, at Tasty Senpai, and uh, links down below, and join us for that, um, and please, no spoilers, our community, you guys uh, are really good about that, but... Um, sometimes someone come, someone will come in like 10 minutes into the, the stream and be like, Hey, what, what do you guys think about this being game of the year? And I'm like, well, that's, that's fucking cool. Thanks dude. Uh, so don't be that guy. Cause it's just lame. Uh, yeah. but it's going to be a good time. Um, always excited for the game awards. Uh, apparently it's gonna be like Jeff Keighley said there's gonna be like five Elden ring, uh, sized trailers. They're going to be showing like in hype. I believe that when I see it. Yeah, we'll see. He, <laughs> he he makes every event sound like it's going to be the biggest and best thing ever. And he does a good job, typically. but He also uh, is very excited when he brings celebrities on. And the rest of us are kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, man. sometimes they'll bring on certain people. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that person. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, they're here. Uh, but he's got a solid thing. So. For sure. For um, sure. It's his baby. Also, last thing before we jump into game releases, because uh, it's the first taste cast of the month for us. Um Player's Voice Award, uh, where I, I believe it is just people's votes that dictate the winner. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think the whole game awards is that. It's not. Um, it Takes Two is in the lead. I saw that. Deathloop is at the bottom. Well, no, no, no. Fortnite was under it, which I thought was funny. When it first started, um, I do believe It Takes Two was not even in the top five initially. So it's yeah. nice to see that it it went to the top. Surprisingly um, for me, and everybody keeps asking, like, why are you surprised by that? So I guess I'm just crazy. Resident Evil Village was number one for a second. And I'm like, that's sick because I loved that game. Yeah. Um, but then I saw It Takes Two, and I was like, I almost want that to win. I want that to win everything. How wild would that be <laughs> for, you know, just like this, like, you know, I, it's a really neat game uh, winning everything. But the player's voice, like, that is, you know, our vote. Yeah, so. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, every streamer that I follow um, has played that game at this point and all have enjoyed it. And then a couple of them, they, they didn't play um, A Way Out, and they, they played that right afterwards, too. So Yeah. 
Yeah, Joseph Harris makes a, you know, we talked about before, but uh, deciding to do those hard two-player co-op games, no excuses, but giving out, you know, codes for people to be able to play with you even though they don't have it. Uh, not a whole lot of people are doing that. So yeah. I really appreciate what he's doing. And It Takes Two took all the cool little interactive things they did with uh, A Way Out and uh, really went crazy with it, which I really, really liked. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was really interesting because, uh, you know, we're seeing Deathloop uh, in every category and, uh, the whole games industry has just been talking up death loop and it's fine. But like, then you see what people are actually voting for. And it's like Resident Evil village. It takes two and, uh, halo, halo which a lot of people are angry about. I, yeah. I, I saw there was and like I, a handful of people. And I get it. About it. I get it because they're like, isn't it in beta? Like you guys are voting for a game in beta. And then somebody, I kind of think to a good point uh, of theirs, they're like, well, why isn't Elden rings network test? like allowed to be on here if if yeah. the beta for the multiplayer component of halo is on here i think it is kind of a loose comparison but at the same time i can't where they're coming from like but at the same sure. time halo's multiplayer is really good too so even though it's not officially out yeah and the uh progression's awful but we'll get into that i got i got a lot to say about that um but yeah anyway this thursday around midnight ish uh, on Twitch and YouTube, we will be streaming, so make sure to join us then. Anything else? Mm. All right. So we're going to jump into game releases for December. Guys, it's fucking December already. Yeah. Where did the year go? And uh, this is the last month of 2021. So these are the games, the last of 2021, coming out um, the calm before this the storm. year. Yeah. Yeah, 2022 is going to be <laughs> fucking wild. You guys better get whatever games you're like, oh, I need to get to play in that, play it now because you're not going to have time to play it next year. With that said, uh, I'm going to go through this. We're going to talk about our hype for these games. So uh, in December, we have Wreckfest coming out on Stadia. That's still a thing on December 1st. Dauntless is coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series on December 2nd. Fights in Tight Spaces. I almost bought that the other day. Xbox Series XNS, Xbox One, and PC December 2nd. Uh, Solar Ash, PS5, PS4, and PC, December 2nd. Chorus, PS5, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Stadia, PC, December 3rd. Danganropa, Decadence, Switch, December 3rd. And Danganronpa S, Ultimate Summer Camp on Switch. December 3rd. This is where the dislikes are going to come in at. Um, anytime I, I talk about something that has a fan base, people are like, fuck you. Not that you guys get to see them anymore. Yeah, you guys don't get to see them anymore, so have fun with that. Uh, then we got Final Fantasy XIV and Walker came out on PS5, Today. PS4, PC, Mac on December 7th. Gang Beasts, odd, uh, came out on Switch December 7th. Uh, Heavenly Bodies, PS5, PS4, PC, December 7th. Life is Strange, True Colors, interesting that's coming out on Switch, December 7th, so it's out now. Spellforce 3 Reforced, PS5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, December 7th. December 7th is just the day. Um, I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, White Shadows, PS5, Xbox Series, PC, December 7th. Then, holy shit, December 8th, we get Halo Infinite. Uh, campaign Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, and PC. 
again December eighth, and then Loop Hero, Loop Hero, Hero on Switch, uh, December 9th. Monster Rancher uh, one and two DX on Switch, PC, and iOS. iOS, that's interesting. December 9th, Witchwood on PS5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, December 9th. And then Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, PS4, Switch, PC on December 13th. Among Us uh, is coming out PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, and Xbox One, December 14th. When is, is that? It's not out on there already? I guess swore it was on PlayStation already. Huh. Well, take it up with uh, Game Informer. That's what we're reading this off of. Uh, the Smurfs Mission Vilief Smurftastic Edition. Oof. Uh, PS5, <laughs> December 14th. Uh, Alien Isolation. I was like, what? The Smurfs? I'm reading something about the Smurfs. Alien Isolation coming out on iOS and Android. December 16th. That's interesting. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach on uh, PS5, PS4, and PC December 16th. And last but not least, The Gunk uh, on Xbox Series. Is that the end of the list? This is all to be announced. Interesting. The Gunk on Xbox Series X and S, uh, Xbox One, and PC December 16th. So apparently everybody's just given up after the 16th. Nobody's releasing anything after that according to game informer chevy what games are calling to you what game did you already buy and uh and are already playing and everything else um yeah so already bought endwalker but i bought that a while ago um and it is in its head start right now or early access or whatever uh actually as of recording this it's actually officially released now um I'm curious about Halo Infinite's campaign, but I am definitely going to wait. And he- Have you here. seen it's getting like nines and tens? Sure, from publications. I've I agree. Yeah. Just the aggregates. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But to that point, too, as well, so, um, one of those sites posted that it, they gave it a nine, and somebody posted that they gave uh, Halo Guardians a nine as well. So they're saying, like, well, it doesn't really matter. You're giving it that because you gave the last game that. And- yeah, well, the big thing with, with it, obviously, is it's Microsoft's big game. Yeah. How much of that review is, hey, please let me keep reviewing your games. So, yeah. Yeah. Just like a Nintendo game. You're not going to yeah. say this game sucks, especially if it's like, you for know. sure. And I doubt it's going to be like bad, but yeah. it might just be meh. And um, I don't necessarily want to spend 60 on meh. There's a couple smaller, uh, smaller, big YouTubers that, uh, uh, reviewed it. And one of them said it's the one of the best FPS campaigns they've played in 20 years. And that's great to hear. They said the last great FPS campaign was Doom 2016. And they're saying this is the next one. So I thought it was really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd, I would totally look forward to playing. A, I, I can't remember the last time I played a single player um, shooter campaign. So, yeah. And then co-op's going to be coming out like later in 2022, which I fucking hate. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Um, I already own Loop Hero on PC, but if you have a Switch... Um, I love that game. <laughs> that beer, I dude. As soon as I played, it, I keep dipping into the games I played already. But uh, as soon as I played Loop Hero, I'm like, is this on phone? Because <laughs> I was, I'm like, I'd love to have this with me at all times. Yeah, it's um, it's real easy to just kind of lose time to. Mm-hmm. So um, I I am also interested in picking up Monster Rancher one and two. I love the originals. I don't know how much that love may have. Uh, came to 2021 so i'm looking forward to see um if they're first off um 
if they made them well enough that they, they run fine. And if people receive them well, I'll probably pick them up on PC. It's so weird because like that was like Pokemon before Pokemon. Way back on PlayStation. But yeah. uh, um, well, maybe it came out. I don't remember. But uh, how are they doing the making monsters in it? Well, I'm sure they had to figure something out for that. I well, know. I mean, of course they did. I still, I just, I'm curious well, on how they did the it. The Game Boy or DS versions, you put words in. Oh, interesting. So, hmm. um, and then that's it. <laughs> Fair, yeah. It gets kind of weird yeah. at the uh, the end of that list. Uh, I mean, shout out to Wreckfest. That's a cool game, but on Stadia, dude, look at the fuck. Um, and I'm who cares? Glad Dauntless <laughs> is coming out to things. I wonder where they're at right now. Uh, let's see. Well, I wish I could be excited for Endwalker, but I'm not caught up. But I'm stoked to be hearing everybody saying they're really enjoying it so far. Uh, but, but, but wow, this is kind of weird for me. <laughs> this, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of great because I'm trying to finish out some games right now before the end of the year. Uh, Spellforce 3 Reforced. That's really interesting to see it on console. I bought that on PC because I read the, the description of it. I was like, that sounds like a dope-ass game. haven't played it, but I bought it a while back. Uh, so... Um, I want to play at some point but i'm not going to pick it up here uh halo infinite i definitely will be buying um i should probably buy right now um i do want to play it my big problem is uh no co-op like i'm not against playing a halo single player like but i've always really enjoyed playing them cooperatively and that's been a staple since the beginning so it's kind of wild that they're like yeah we're gonna add it but it's gonna come later um but you know having played the multiplayer it plays great, so th- that campaign is going to play the same way, and it's going to be open world. Um, going to be very interesting. Going to be a fun playground. I watched a video of a guy uh, shooting a vehicle with a rocket launcher and grappling hooking to it, and then it launched him into the sky, and he was just flying for a good like two minutes, just in the sky, and then he landed on top of a tower, and just like looked around. I'm like, okay, apparently you can do that. Uh, Loop Hero is so simply fun that I would humor buying it on Switch if I uh, was willing to take my Switch places. Uh, Monster Rancher, I keep wanting to say Monster Hunter. Anytime I see the word monster, I'm like, Hunter? Uh, 1 and 2 DX, I'm very curious about. And I'm, oh, only iOS. What the fuck is that? Um, It looks so good on my big screen. Um, I'm curious. If if it's cool, I mean, I got deep nostalgia for monster rancher we played it when we were younger oh, on yeah. playstation so we're putting in fucking all sorts of cds to to get monsters that, that really is old school so uh definitely definitely curious about how they do that if but i could see it coming out not being that great too just like kind of like well let's throw it out there so for sure uh hoping it's not that um i'm curious about alien isolation on phone i wonder how that plays I mean, phones um, are pretty beefy now yeah, uh, and I just I just get more and more amazed with what games they can put on phones, like full console games that aren't even that old on a phone now. It's it's fucking crazy. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's I'm curious about, but I've never been a big fan of the series. This month's kind of this is the most dead month for me, ever. <laughs> this is fucking wild. Halo Infinite's like the big game. That's it. And then uh, I need to look into the gunk, but. Uh, you know, that's that's something I'm slightly interested in. So, so far, the only game for sure I'm picking up is Halo Infinite, uh, which is kind of crazy. Solar Ash looked kind of interesting, but at the same time, it looked like one of those games that, like, we're going to get on PlayStation Plus eventually. So, um, I probably won't pick it up. 
And that's my thoughts on that. Anything else you want to throw in there? That was quick and easy. Let us know in the comments what games are you excited for or are already playing uh, in December. Anything that's not on this list, not mentioned, that you'd like to throw in there, something you're excited for. And uh, are you excited for 2022, where all the games we were supposed to get this year and last year are all apparently being released. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a shit show. Um, but I'm excited. Let's know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, let's jump into what we've been playing. Your list is significantly shorter than mine, um, although you might have quite a bit to say on Endwalker. So how about you start us off with your games? <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't play a whole lot um, in the last week. I mostly was playing um, Pokemon Diamond. The What's the whole name? It's brilliant. Shining Pearl Brilliant Diamond. I, I picked up Diamond, um, and I found out real quickly that a lot of people did, because when I was trying to do trades uh, for version-specific ones, I kept getting trade offers for the same exact one I was trying to get rid of. So, um, Yeah, uh, the only thing I really have to say about it, to be honest, is that, first off, um, it is interesting to play that old Pokemon game again. Um, especially with a lot of the philosophies that they um, no longer use, and probably for good reason. Uh, there are a lot of different moves for uh, getting around the environment that they've kind of just were like, yeah, it's too much, and they've simplified over time. Um, I do think that part is better in newer games. I think it's a little silly having a rock climb move, a waterfall climbing move, a swimming move, a flying yeah, move, too a much. strength move, a bush cutting move. Like it's there's a shit ton so yeah. versus the newer ones it's, it's like four or five moves so it's not quite the same but it's like um the original crisis had like abilities but you had to activate one at a time and it just felt so fucking encumbered like i was like oh, God, i gotta switch to ultimate strength I'll, like it's just an older gameplay philosophy where like newer games it's way more streamlined yeah that kind of sounds like that in the sense that like Back then, they're probably like, wouldn't it be cool if you needed a tool to go through this? It's like a sense of progression. Like, oh, I got this. I can finally go yeah, through yeah. this. Someone has like a Metroid feeling to it. Like, you couldn't go here, now you can. Well, and it's funny because it does work in like a Metroid or a third-person yeah. action-adventure game. Um, that has well. kind of like a environmental puzzle feel. Yeah, yeah, Versus like in a role-playing game, it gets – it's it's so systematic already that it does just kind of like slow you down. As yeah, it's like a doing. slog, the experience. Yeah, Um but other than that, I mean, I'm having fun with it. Um, I forgot how much harder old Pokemon games are compared to newer ones. They've definitely made them a lot easier <laughs> um, as time has gone by. And it makes sense. They're supposed to be for all ages. So, Yeah, the older ones are like legit RPGs. Yeah. I mean, they all technically are. But I mean, like, they were difficult or could yeah. be. I mean, I was talking with a couple people on Discord, uh, even I think it was yesterday, um, about like going through the Elite Four and then the the... Uh, I guess it'd be the Pokemon champion or, or whatever. Um, and <clears throat> I can't remember the last time, like I didn't just walk through a Pokemon game and I've had to retry the, the elite four or three times now. So, um, it's pretty rough, but I, I, I kind of appreciate it cause I'm not just like steamrolling the whole game. So. Yeah, I uh, I do like getting checked every once in a while in a game like that because it's so easy for me to grind in an area for a little mm -hmm. bit and then like I go and kill things and just fly through it and I'm having fun in the sense that I'm like destroying shit but like I have more fun when I have to go like oh wait I have to figure this out I yeah. gotta I gotta actually make a strategy and uh, fall through with it and 
So yeah, I do appreciate that as well. For sure. And then, um, yeah, I think early next year they're adding the bank support so that you can, um, you know, transfer Pokemon between games and stuff like that. So, um, I'm looking forward to doing that so I can actually make some more progress towards my national decks. So, um, which I, for any of you who might not know what that is, that's essentially collecting them all. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, that's pretty much it there. Um, I need to beat that. I, uh, I talked about it so much that I did get a community member to, um, finally decide to buy it. So, uh, I might have someone to do some trading with here soon, though. I think he bought the same version I have, so might've been a bust. <laughs> big mistake. That's uh, not what you do. Yeah. So the, the big one that I've been playing for the last couple of days, uh, is Final Fantasy 14 and Walker finally came out. Um, and as most people knew, but some people seem to uh, act like this is some big crazy thing, the, the servers are very, very full. Um, we've kind of talked about it a little bit on the channel before. The servers were full before the expansion came out, and that was with people taking breaks and no content in the game. Mm -hmm. So new content so all the people who just joined are still trying to play and then all the people who took a break came back and uh, it has led to a lot of disconnects and multi-hour waits to log into the game which um it seems like for the most part most people are pretty understanding about and, and square is giving out free game time for the inconvenience so um, they're trying to make it right uh, they can't buy hardware due to um hardware shortages in the world so we're just kind of stuck in this until a solution presents itself so gotta make it work yeah um so outside of the the technical hurdles um right off the bat i uh <laughs> i i'm just blown away by the amount of dialogue in this expansion they already said that the game was gonna be 30 percent bigger than the last expansion and holy crap is it um there's so much spoken dialogue the voice acting is so good so far um, and even in the slow moments where characters are just like hanging out like in between like um, big moments and they're just like chit-chatting it's entertaining the writing is just so good so hmm. um, I already love love the writing from the last expansion it's the same um, people in charge for this one so has it not been for every expansion well, they, they have a team, obviously, but whoever's in charge yeah. um, has shifted. Well, well that's so. good, though. If, like, the last one was well-received, it sounds like they all have been, but, like, uh, carrying over until into a finale, um, it's good you would have um, the same person carrying that momentum. Yeah, so they were, uh, I think, lead writer for Shadowbringers, and then they... Um, I could have this wrong and, and feel free to correct me if I do have it wrong. Um, but I do believe they were put in charge of the, the entire story, uh, in the regards of like, even like when people, other people write stuff, she had to okay it. So, um, so, uh, I think it has definitely, um, she, she showed her, her talent before and she's showing it again. So, um, and the whole team, I just, not just her, obviously. So, um, the music is awesome. That's always a final fantasy thing. The, the, the tone this time is a lot of like, um, ambient or 
and or like lo-fi style music. Um, and I've been absolutely in love with it. Like I could mm. fall asleep to the soundtrack. It is really good. So it's real good to play that game to that music when you're just getting home from work and super tired. Well, I mean, you're playing, so you're, but if I was just listening to the music, um, I think you would especially dig it just because of like the style of music you like to make. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a bit of a departure because in Shadowbringers there's a lot of like, uh, heavier and like experimental stuff. Yeah. And this is way softer. So, uh, well, that's cool. H game has like, um, a different theming in the music though. I'm pretty sure the game has the world record for the most songs in a soundtrack. So, cause they oh, make new songs in every expansion. So. Yeah, it seems like there's no shortage of music in no, that game. Soken's a busy boy. It's so. <laughs> cool. I respect somebody who can uh, make a lot of diverse music. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, the fact that he actually plays instruments and, and stuff like that too. So, um, yeah, I love I love people who can just play a bunch of instruments because they get like a more well-rounded idea of how to compose. Yeah. Um, even if they have other people playing, they can write all the music the way they want it because they can understand. Well, even at the fan fest, he he uh, he played guitar, but he also um, <laughs> he played was it two or three? I can't remember. Uh, what are they called? Uh, Otomes or uh, the the weird things that like you blow into, and then it's got the buttons and mm-hmm. there's like rah, 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 or whatever sounding. He was playing multiple at once, <laughs> so <laughs> it was really weird, but it was entertaining. Um, how much more can I even say? How are you liking the environments? Um, I mean, they're, they're good. Uh, they're not all my, my taste. I'm not a big fan of the, um, uh, Th- Th- Thavnir, uh, area. It's very, um, colorful <laughs> and by colorful, I mean like bright red next to bright yellow br- next to a bright blue. And I, it's I like can't. a box of fucking crayons. Yeah. I can't handle it. Um, yeah. and I know it's supposed to be like, kind of like, uh, I think like India. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it looks bad. It's just not my taste. I think it's neat because you haven't seen something like that. Sure. In the game. Um, it is also not really my style, but, uh, it is refreshing compared to some of the other environments you run around in. Yeah. The other town is like more like, a ancient Greece style I think would be a way to put it I could be wrong the one thing I'll give both towns though is they're both um, outdoor towns mm. so like I guess technically some of the other ones are too but these were like there's a lot of like open area in between buildings and stuff like that it, it feels um, well maybe not rest at him just more open yeah they feel they feel pretty open though um, parts of the the one town are are a lot of like hallways and stuff too though so it's pretty mixed bag on that one though i don't like navigating it because like one path will be down here on ground level and then there'll be a path diagonal above it as well i'm just like dude i don't want to go like this all over the place Mm -hmm. fortunately you can teleport around once you collect all the aetheric crystals but um The, I think my favorite zone so far, I haven't seen them all yet. There's two more left to me, and I'm almost max level already. Um, and apparently a lot more story, according to the people who are ahead of me. Um, I saw Mr. Happy say that he really liked the finale. I've seen nothing but people say that the last 11, 12 years have been uh, completely worth it. So, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I'm looking forward to that. I keep hearing there's a bunch of twists that I'm just going to be blown away by. So you're not ready. You're not prepared. <clears throat> I already saw a couple and I was like, holy crap, we're doing this already. All right. So, oh, in your gameplay? Yeah. Okay. I was like, is that spoilers, dude? No, no, no. I uh, Has the story been gripping enough in the early parts of it? So the pacing in the beginning is a little slow. Um, I don't mind. I actually think one of my favorite things about Final Fantasy is it lets things breathe. It's just yeah. super important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything I feels agree. rushed all the time, and this game definitely is okay with like just letting you live in the world for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the moment the story does start going, though... It's immediate roller coaster. <laughs> mm. um, to be as vague as possible in the third zone is where I felt like the story uh, started to take off. And there were some pretty cool moments there that I did not expect, which I always appreciate. There were bosses I was expecting. I already knew were in the game, but I was not expecting that early in the game. And then the fourth zone, the same thing happened. There was a boss there that I was just like, I'm already seeing you. This is crazy. Okay. So, um, I'm running out of things I know about and there's still two zones. So they did a good job of keeping that all secret. Um, so there's only two more zones left and there's a bunch of story Mm -hmm. still. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I just came back to a zone, but it has, um, thematically changed completely so how many hours would you say are you into this expansion i know there's gonna be other things you're doing in an mmo but i'm only doing the story right now so um yeah i'm not getting sidetracked at all i know you do and i can relate in games that i care about the story you're trying to get through the story so you don't have it spoiled for you yeah yeah and so i can have a conversation there's one person in our, our free company has beaten it um really yeah, and one's almost done. So, damn. Can you guess who beat it? Um, yeah, it's one of two people. I don't know if I can say their name. I don't think I want to be mentioned. Uh, one, the the one who who beat it is a community member. Yeah, the one who's almost done is a longtime friend of ours. Yeah, I figured. So. <laughs> yeah, this is the two. <laughs> yeah. Sounds uh, about right. I think Chris probably passed me now, but we were. I was just barely ahead of him, um, but he has. Chris, it's time to play it. Yeah, yeah, and little bits here and there. Um, he also has gotten sidetracked <laughs> and played multiple things already. So, yeah. Um, I know he wanted to try out the new summoner, and he ended up really liking it. So that's what he's been playing. I'm still playing White yeah, Mage. Cool. Um, got a guy who. Um, is playing Reaper. He was playing Sam and he was doing the story. And then all of a sudden I saw him leveling Reaper. I was like, Oh, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't finish the story. Had to play the new class. So, uh, we have someone playing Sage. Uh, they haven't necessarily said they love it or not. They've just said they are trying to get used to it. Hmm. So, um, I will be playing Sage at some point cause I do play healer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to talk because anything that I would like really want to get into would be 100% spoilers. Yeah. Um I would say um I, I think people should play the game 100%, but right now it's such a hard time to say that cuz the servers are so full. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you're having to queue up every time you play the game. Yeah, I mean before noon PST 
and after 10 p.m., the queue is back to normal where it's like a five minute wait. Um, it seems between like noon to 10 p.m., the servers are hammered. So, but in that other, that other uh, degenerate time, mm-hmm. <laughs> the servers are, are pretty normal. So. What's the longest queue you've waited in so far? 5,000 people took about two and a half hours. Yeah. But I played Switch the whole time, so I just played Pokemon. Yeah, at that point, I just go do something else. Yep. That's exactly what I did. That's what happened when uh, when New World first, like, launched, and they're having, like, you know, their fucking queue problems. I just, like, looked at the number, like, I'll be back. And I just, like, walked <laughs> off, like... <laughs> well, you can't not... walk off in Final Fantasy because you can get kicked out of queue. Oh, interesting. But if you log in fast enough, it puts you back in line. Hmm. So, That's fair. Yeah. Just in case you, like, had to go to the bathroom or something, that makes sense. There is a bug in the queue that I know one person's happened to where they were, they had one, one person ahead of them in line. They got disconnected and got thrown in the back of the line. They were like, I'm not playing tonight. (laughs) Yeah. If you gotta wait that long. Yeah. You're already out of of time. Yeah. It's two lines at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I already knew I would, but, um, I am happy to say that it is, still managing to surprise me and i'm still um uh how do i word this i don't know i it's been it's 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 weird because like not many games where like i i sit there and i listen to people just having like basic conversations i'm like man the dialogue is really good so Mm -hmm. um they really did a good job i'm i'm really impressed so um like I would put it up there dialogue wise uh, to something like even like a God of War or something like that. Cause hmm. the, the, the writing is just really good. So it's cool to hear. Yeah. Where I'm out of the game, the writing seems fine, <coughs> but it, it feels like a, you know, just an average RPG writing, but I'm sure well, it's, it, it's gotten honed into as the stories for oh, progress. Yeah. Their craft so. has only gotten better and better. Yeah, over time. I mean, it would have had to, but, uh, the, the part you're at is funny because the first half of, of that expansion, um, though better paced than the, the base game, um, is is a little – I mean, it's, it's fine. Like, I, mm-hmm. no complaints or whatever. But the second half and the patches afterwards between expansions um, is probably one of the best moments in Final Fantasy XIV. So. Yeah, I need to hop back in and start committing to that because I'm in the part where it's not the slog anymore. And that's where I stopped playing. So Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to the the what used to be everyone's either favorite or second favorite expansion, and that num that might end up switching now. So yeah, I, I don't doubt that. So yeah, that's that's it. I can't talk anymore. Yeah. So and that's fair. Yeah. Um, but you're liking it, and uh, it's meeting your expectations and possibly exceeding it. And uh, everybody is saying a lot of good things about the finale. So at least you have that to look forward to. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on that? There, <laughs> there's always beastmen tribes in in Final Fantasy XIV. Every expansion, there's there's new people to do quests for. Mm-hmm. The little bunny people are probably the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. Have I seen them? No. Okay. I definitely need to see that. They're right up there with Moogles. Man, they're they're awesome. That's a big claim, dude. They're, I love Moogles. Once once I saw how. Tiny they were, and then they spoke. I was like, "Oh my god!" 
Uh, yeah, they're great and funny. Standing in that zone, every once in a while, I'd just see a shout, and it would just say, "Oh my god, they're cute." <laughs> they know what they're doing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I instantly wanted to bless you. So, do they make them? Not yet. I'm sure they, they will. will. They will for sure. Yeah, <laughs> there's no fucking way you, you make something like that and don't sell it to people. Yeah, they're adorable. Yeah. Anything else? No. That's all you've been playing. That's it. All right, I'm going to try and be brief about my list because I have a bunch of games on here. Uh, I'll start at the bottom of my list. I So the, uh, I think, winter sale, Christmas sale on Steam happened. Didn't that happen? Yes. Yeah. I was I got confused because I don't think or they Black, necessarily called Black it Black Friday sale oh, or whatever the exactly fuck was happening. Was. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that happened, and I was like, I need to pick up a couple games. Um, and so I did. Uh, I picked up a game called Dismantle, which is a uh, survival game that is uh, your person. There's zombies. You got to scrounge around for resources. Typical fare. But the game is all about um, you're not going to starve to death in this game. You're going to thrive. It's a game that's more designed around gameplay and fun and less about hardcore survival, which if you follow the channel regularly, you know that I love survival games. I like hardcore survival games. But uh, every once in a while, I, you know, I kind of like just playing a game for fun. Uh, this game is called Dismantle. Everything in the game, or they said 92% or something like that, of everything in the game is uh, destructible to different degrees. You can upgrade your tools to be able to like destroy more and more things. Walls, cars, whatever, buildings. Um, but yeah, you run around and you uh, do little mini missions on a very big map. It's, it's pretty surprising. Has co-op, but only same screen co-op which I like, but hate. Like, I I feel like games should have online and same screen. Um, Choices are good. Or probably just online if you're going to do one of the two. Like, in networking might be rough for a smaller company, but uh, you could probably do that Steam thing where you, where you stream so somebody can interact with your game. Controller sharing? Yeah, well, no, they it's something like that. They they actually uh, will advertise it on games that have like local multiplayer. They're like, you can Steam blah 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 this. I forgot what's called. You guys know if you know, and if you don't, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty neat. I haven't played it a whole lot, but I have played it, and it was a cool little game that I got on sale. I probably wouldn't have bought it at full price, but it was on sale and it was recommended to me. And that's about all you got to do to get me to buy a game. Uh, on that note, uh, there's a bunch of Devolver games that have come out in the last year. And I was like, I would like to play more games from 2021 because soon we're going to be doing our game of the year discussion and discussion. And, uh, it's kind of a sparse year when it comes to what to pick. I have some, a couple hard hitters, definitely. But then a lot of like, eh, was that really a game I love that much? So I was like, yeah. Yeah, they they came with a bunch of games this year. I didn't play any of them. And they had this uh, triple pack thing on Steam. You, I think I'm like, save five bucks. But you got like three games with it. And in that, I got Death Store, which I heard a bunch of great things about. Uh, Inscription, which I heard a bunch of great things about. <laughs> and Loop Hero, which you said you were addicted to, uh, which was good enough for me. So played all three of those uh got all three of those and uh just real quick all three of them are really cool so uh you can't get that deal now i don't think but maybe you can i don't know um but yeah if you, if you get a chance to like get all three of those together definitely do it because it's worth it but uh 
But yeah, Death's Door, I believe, is made by the people who made uh, Titan Souls, which is that uh, only boss fight top-down game where you have an arrow, pretty much, and if you get hit, you're dead. And uh, all the bosses had really creative ways to fight, and uh, you had to pretty much figure out an action puzzle, it seemed like. I think it's those people, because this game plays almost just like that, except for a little more robust. You play as like a, um, a raven or something like that, and you have like a sword and a bow and arrow. And there are enemies all over the map that you fight, but there's these big boss battles that are really creative and very much like Titan Souls. Um, and it's pretty cool. The art style is cool. I think it's interesting to play as a bird. I actually like the uh, animations of the bird fighting because you don't typically see a bird waddling around with its wings and then pulling out a sword and swinging it. Um, hey, you run around, there's these doors you go into and you go and fight bosses. I'm sure there's a really robust storyline that I didn't pay attention to, but um, it's pretty cool. It's probably my least favorite of the three games I picked up, but it is definitely cool and worth your time. I need to play more. Then I played Inscription, which is a game that I was slightly curious about, um, but then I started reading reviews, and people said that it had a like horror uh, story to it, which was intriguing. Um, watched a couple of videos, and it doesn't really do it justice. This is a game that you should just pick up and play, even if you're not really into card games if you hate them you're not gonna like it but um if you're open to playing a card game um i would say definitely pick it up because there is much more of interest to this so if you've played um slay the spire or uh, monster train or a couple other of those uh, card games it's pretty much the same system you get decks or you get cards you have decks and um each card has an attack and a defense and then you put them on a thing and then they attack the cards ahead of them and break them and get them out of the way. And there's all these things to it, but uh, the whole premise and I won't talk about too much because the game does have this unfolding story that happens. You're like a captive in a cabin and there's this creepy dude who's like teaching you how to play this card game. But he's like kind of telling you like, you know, you better fucking, you better play this well though. Cause otherwise it ain't going to end up good for you. Uh, outside of the card game it's like he's just like really creepy the whole time and uh every time you play uh, different uh games with them or whatever there's like more and more dialogue and it's interesting too because some of the cards um i, I don't want to ruin that it's it's cool and uh there's a lot of like you're able to get up out of your seat and being as vague as possible there's like puzzles in the cabin you can do that aren't card games um, so it is like a, like an adventure game and a card game. And I think it takes what Slay of the Spire did really well in its simplicity of, uh, being easy to figure out, but also like hard to, it had something to work towards strategy wise. You get really deep into it if you wanted to, it has that same thing, but it has so much fucking flavor to it and what they're doing. And it's a devolver game. So it's edgy and I actually really like it. I would definitely really, um, recommend it to most people except for if you just really hate card games and this is coming from somebody who's not a fan of card games i don't really like playing them so uh if that means anything i definitely recommend it and then loop hero i had pretty much not heard much about except for i knew that you were playing it um and you said you were playing it a lot that came with a thing and uh looking at it i was like man these graphics are pretty shitty but uh you gotta play it to get it I think because as soon as I started uh, playing it, if you, if you don't know what Loop Hero is, um, uh, essentially like the, the universe is like collapsed or something like that and everybody's memories are gone or something like that and you're trying to like regain the world's memories like everyone doesn't have anything. 
And so the gameplay loop literally is you start a run and your character just goes around a loop on their own. You don't have any interaction with that. And when they run into enemies, they auto fight them and you just watch it happen. But as that happens, you get equipment and you start making a build for your character on this run. And then you start getting chunks of land and you start being able to put that on the map, almost like you're rebuilding the world. And there are certain things that you can put like land around to get benefits from. You also pick your enemies. And you pick your enemies because you put down the different types of uh, environments on your loop. Uh, the loop's always random in my experience. Um, if you die, you just go back to town. And they're like, hey, you're back. You got to go back out there and do it again. If you make it a full loop, you can decide to go back to town. Um, and uh, you lose a certain amount of things if you go too early. But if you go enough, it seems like you get to take all your stuff. And then when you go back to town, you're able to upgrade your town to get, a, it seems as though, permanent benefits. I think as long as you're at the starting point and you leave regardless of how you leave, you get 100% of the resources. But okay. if you die, you only get to keep 30%. Yeah. It just seemed like if you leave like after doing one loop, you don't keep everything. Well, there's probably nothing to take. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this, this game sounds simple and is simple, but it like really it fires up all the fucking, the, the monkey brain neurons. It's it like, I was just like watching my character. He's killing things and, uh, getting gear and getting stronger and killing things easier and easier. But then I'm able to put more and more things in the map that present more challenge. And I can put like vampires down and they're a little more difficult, but they have better rewards. And then you do it enough. And then a boss shows up and you got to fight them. And it's a really easy game to just lose time with. Um, and you're not even interacting with it that much. I put it on fast forward. I put battle at 2.5 times. And I put uh, uh, the game itself's movement on the loop at four times. And God bless it for having that. <laughs> yeah. Because so many games need a fast forward button when it's like this. Uh, especially tower defense games. Game Tower defense games that don't have fast forward. It's a crime against humanity. I fucking hate that shit. Um, so when I saw there's a fast forward in this, and it's not a tower defense, but it, it a lot of it's just you watching. It does kind movement. of follow a lot of principles. So. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw that fast forward, I'm like, thank you. You guys you guys really did everything in this game. Uh, <laughs> you nailed it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a solid game. If you just want like a little, like even if you're like listening to podcasts or like you're doing something passive, maybe you're like, just browsing you know some website and you want just a game running it's like perfect for that but it's also a game that you kind of got to pay attention to as well because your character could be you know dying on their loop and you're not paying attention um so it does need interactivity but um it's a really interesting mix of uh just a passive game and uh a game that you should be involved with but it's it's a lot of fun uh for how much you're not playing it and uh, although you are interacting with building the world, so that's something you need to be there for. Yeah, um, and I, one thing I like about it too is like, I didn't play it this week. I just you know you I played have it, played though, it. Yeah. Um, like for example, if you're playing a warrior, because there are multiple classes in the game as well. You haven't even unlocked any of the classes yet. Um, mountains are usually a good option for a world piece because mountains give you more hit points. But if you put down. Um, nine mountains in a three by three formation it turns into a giant mountain okay and then harpies start spawning off of it yeah i noticed that i didn't, i know it was a three by three thing but i noticed if i put enough mountains together i start getting those mountains uh the big one and then i'd see the little shapes flying yeah. off of them yes yeah, three by three 
Yeah. Um, and then also with Forest as another example, they give you attack speed, which is great for the rogue or the assassin. Um, but the moment you put down your tenth one, and every tenth one after that, a scarecrow town will spawn on your loop. Oh, I, I... and if you put a farm. Mm -hmm. Uh, next to that the same way you would your villages you get a wheat field and it makes your hit points gained increase going through the town versus going uh to one of the scarecrow towns it creates uh another patch where more enemies spawn on Hmm. so there's items you can like delete things off the map and stuff like that which is nice if you are just putting down a lot of things and then things keep spawning and now you're like, I gotta get rid of this. Yeah. This and like ridiculous. It's just interesting that you can mix and match stuff like this battlegrounds. And if you mix those with vampires, you get like, you know, certain things as mm-hmm. well. So there's just a lot of like hidden, like if you put these two things together, you get this. Yeah. It's so. a really system heavy game. Yeah. But visually, and I think the visual, I mean, the loop's simple, but like the the character models stuff like that, I think has a really cool haunting look to it. Mm. Um, I think the music's cool too. It's a it's a creepy game, kind of as much as it's just like a little character moving yeah, around. It's a developer game, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's I mean, out of the well, inscription's pretty cool. But out of the three, I, I really liked it a lot. So um, it's also great for watching YouTube. Yeah, that's all I was saying. Like <laughs> like I just was listening to a podcast and just fucking playing. It's perfect. Um, and uh, sometimes when I'm editing a uh, video and exporting it, I don't like to play any like uh, intensive games because Resource I want the editing. yeah exactly because I want um, uh, Premiere to uh, you know do its job well. Uh, but Loop Hero is a game that I can just throw on while it's happening, so it's like takes no resources. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely recommend all three of those games. But uh, Loop Hero and Inscription are definitely worth your time. Um, I picked up Riders Republic because Ubisoft is just really wanting to sell it for 30 bucks everywhere. At first, it was like Best Buy is having a Black Friday uh, sale and uh, like three weeks early. And Riders Republic is the game you can get for 30 bucks. Um, but then everybody had that deal like Amazon fucking everywhere uh, Target. So I picked it up because it was a game that um, I really liked steep and I played the beta for Riders Republic. And uh, I like the freeformness of it. It's like, you know, you just hop in and do a couple things and leave. There's not a whole lot of, like, heavy investment in it. So I was like, for 30 bucks, that's a good price. It's about as high as I'd want to pay for that game. And, uh, yeah, I've been playing it. And it's it's pretty cool so far. I really, I mean, it's Ubisoft. So every character I hate. And the aesthetic and story are, are awful. But uh, it's interesting because like steep, I wouldn't say was a realistic or sim game, but it did try to put in the challenge of nailing tricks and uh, riding on the terrain. This feels a lot more arcadey, mm. which I like and don't like. I like it in the sense that it's really owning how much of a like, yeah, just hop in here and do some fucking shit for a little bit and leave. Like when you're done, like just get out. Um, it's kind of owning that with its arcadiness. Like you don't got to think too much about how to pull off these tricks or whatever. Um, but I do miss the, what felt like the challenge of riding and steep. Um, although there are some challenging um, races uh, or events in this game. One being uh, I was on a bike, uh, a mountain bike and uh it had like this little wooden fucking beam I had to ride up to like this Ewok village that had like like jumps to it was almost like trials in 3D. 
<laughs> and uh, it was pretty fucking rough. Um, but I like that because I like I like the challenge. Um, but I've been playing it. Uh, I picked that up on PS5, oddly enough. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Kind of sucks that it looks the way it does on PS5. I was like, this is this could definitely run on last gen. Oh. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you, I mean, if you're looking for a game where you can just pick any spot on the mountain or area and just really pick what you want to ride, <laughs> I mean, there's more in this than this. This is literally there. Even in the control scheme, there's um, like trickster action something. I think I forgot what's called, and then steep. So they're literally like, hey, if you like steep, this is the control scheme for steep. So it's re- it really is like steep too. They've just called it something different because steep didn't work very well. Um, but it does feel like the spiritual successor or, or just the sequel to steep, um, just more arcadey. They've taken away from trying to be like more realistic movements and just more like to the point, do what you want to do kind of gameplay, which is uh, fun. It would be cool to play with people, but I don't know anybody who owns this game um and it'd be hard for me to like recommend it hard enough for people to pick it up so if you have it cool if i know you let me know we can play together um wait a year it'll be on playstation plus um and we'll play it then uh but so far it's cool it's worth the 30 bucks easily i would say it's worth 60 bucks definitely if you really wanted it but the 30 bucks is like definitely a good price point for that been trying to finish Ratchet and Clank a rift, a rift Apart because, uh, like I said before, and it's going to be a common theme for the next couple of weeks, uh, our game of the game, almost game of the month, <laughs> game of the year discussions coming up soon, where we're going to pick our game of the year and two runner ups that aren't quite game of the year, but things that are worth mentioning. And uh, one of the ones I keep hearing a lot of people talking about this year was Ratchet and Clank a Rift Apart. So I'm like, I got to beat that so it can. I can have an honest opinion on it. And so far, I mean, it is in a year where a lot of games have come out and been big disappointments, light disappointments, not quite what you wanted. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is just completely solid in every way. I've ran into three bugs, surprisingly. Um, I got stuck in a wall. I got stuck between a uh, platform and another platform. Like I was just jiggling there and I couldn't move. And uh, something else happened. I forgot what happened. Oh, um, I threw it on Twitter. Um, Ratchet, uh, he was just repeating the same line over and over again, nonstop. That's so weird. Yeah, so I, I played re- the game one and a half times. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I got the proof on Twitter. Um, also, shout out to Josh calling out Dan Stapleton on Twitter. Uh, that's a whole different thing, though. Anyway, um, outside of the bugs, though, uh, it is a gorgeous game, beautiful game, Pixar looking game, um, and really, really tight controls great platforming really important to me great third person action and shooting um that's something that the prior games always felt less inclined to be they're more of like platformers and now this is absolutely a platformer 100 but it also feels like a pretty competent thir- third person shooter as well um so also that's the ps5 controller functionality is really good on it yeah um, yeah I've played a couple games now where like you pull the trigger and it's just too much tension mm-hmm. to the point where it's annoying to shoot. I didn't, I think Ratchet and Clank had a good amount of tension. That's the thing about that controller and what people can do with it is you could fuck that up or you can make it work. Like it really comes down to who's yeah. programming how that controller works. So it feels really good in that game. They, sure. they, they, they did what Returnal did and used 
uh, its properties to their advantage in creative ways. Yeah. Um, whereas like Call of Duty is just like add a lot of tension to the trigger. And I'm like, I'm turning or that off that right fucking now. Realistic horror game we played. As soon as I pulled the trigger, I was like, I can't do this. Realistic horror game. War game. Oh, war game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what horror game did we play? No, no war game. Uh, yeah, uh, Hell Let Loose. Yeah, um, that that does not do you any favors. It's just it's just lazy because people are like, wait, we can add tension. Just crank it up. It'll be like a real trigger. And it's like, dude, I can't be competitive like this. Turn that off. Yeah, so it slows you down. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and like eventually you're gonna have like people are gonna have fucking arthritis and all sorts of shit in their hands later. Um, so what was I talking about? Oh, uh, Ratchet and Clank. So yeah, in, in a year with a lot of disappointments, it's not. It's completely solid. It is a triple A game. There's plenty of content. I guess you can beat it in eight hours. But I don't know anybody who has. Um, beating it that quickly. Uh, you said there's like two and a half pages of fucking guns. Because yeah. I already thought, I'm only like 36% into it. But uh, there's already a shitload of guns. And the progression system is really fucking cool because like you upgrade your gun, but then there's sections of the tree that it, when you surround it, you get like a new like thing to that gun. You get another um, 10 levels of New Game Plus as well. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean it's solid, <laughs> especially like I said, man. In the, this year, you make a game and it just works, but also it's just like a solid ass game. It's like a fucking masterpiece. So I think Rash and Clank Rift Apart is definitely. It, I mean, definitely. There's a conversation we had there for game of the year for a lot of people because it is. It's it's a lot of fun. I think the, the story's fine. I mean, it's not something I'm super into, but it's fun. Um, yeah, it totally works. But like varying, playing different characters, having customizable outfits you can put on, uh, different they helmets. They give you stats. Yeah. Uh, having a bunch of crazy weapons. The game, this is something me and Sarah were talking about. I, I, she she really nailed it. She was talking about how the pacing is like perfect because you're never feeling like you're doing this for too long. You're always moving on and doing something else new, fresh, different. And I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, you're right. I like I, feels, I never was bored. I think it feels better than the one before it. So. It, it, yeah as a person who's like always appreciated the games but never cared about them because they're just like really platformy to me this one just feels solid it doesn't feel like a we need to make a ps5 game just make it look nice like it feels like a fully fledged great evolution of the series and it absolutely uh makes me want the next ratchet and clank uh which is great because that means they fucking just gained me as a fan i wasn't so um so yeah, they've done a really good job with it. Um, there's that bar that has all these challenges too you can do. So there's stuff to do that's not just there's all side shit you can do. It's uh it's it's a really solid game. It's got a lot of charm, a lot of uh fun and zany characters. Um and uh yeah, I mean I absolutely recommend it if you have a PS5. Um it is a PS5 game to definitely get. Plus the 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 rift system is really neat. There's a lot of really cool visual effects in that game. Um, everybody's seen it in the trailers, but like grabbing the rift and pulling the whole map to you is crazy looking. It's kind of trippy the first time, like control wise, because it disorients you a little. Yeah. But even like um, before, there was like a dash, but then you turn into that weird, like, it, there's multiple of you dodging. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a really cool effect. When I first got that, I'm like, that's fucking cool looking, dude. <laughs> there's um, a lot of movement uh, in this game, too. And I love it. Because in a game where mobility and platforming is like the fucking game, they give you a lot of tools for movement. Yeah. And I really fucking like it a lot. So it feels great to move around that game. Um, so yeah, it's it's an awesome game. And I definitely will have a beat before 
the end of this month. So stay tuned. See if that makes my top three. Uh, also have been trying to beeline through Tales of Arise, um, which is a, I guess, on average 40-hour, 30, 40-hour RPG. You can go up to 120 if you do everything. I think I'm at like 28, 29 hours into it. So I got to be close to the end. Um, I've been playing that. Actually, how do I say it? Um, I thought I beat the game for a second. There's a big finale. I did that. It was There's a boss. I did that. And then the game goes to black screen says Tales of Rise. And I was like, oh, I beat it. And then I kept playing and a whole new thing started up. I'm like, fuck's going on so like i looked it up <laughs> and uh there's a whole other zone with the story going on i'm like why why'd they fake me out with that ending like they, there's like the rings there's this whole like it, it's, <laughs> the, with no story being talked about there's this whole like anime friendship is great fucking uh montage that happens after it says tales of rise i'm like oh it's gonna show the credits after that right nope <laughs> like, what was that <laughs> like it's so fucking confusing um <laughs> But a couple things on that game. Um, it's it's funny. I really like it. I'm not in love with it, which sucks um, because I feel like so far the story thinks it's bigger and crazier than it is. Uh, it's serviceable. It's good. But um, I think they really think they got something crazier and better than they got going on so far with the story. But uh, that doesn't really matter too much because the soundtrack's amazing. So like even in scenes that could be better, the score really makes up for it, I guess. But I don't feel as invested in it uh, for its story, which sucks because anybody who plays JRPGs knows you want that fucking story that that really makes you uh, care about that world. Uh, Characters are cool, but they're all cliche anime archetypes. Uh, It's an anime game, so it's not too surprising there. Um, I do think the characters are likable, though. They've grown on me a little bit. Some of them not so much. Um, Combat has gotten way better so in this game uh you control one of your party members you have four people in your party you can play any of them at any time um they all get their own skill trees which are these circles that have skills around them you can complete the circles and new circles show up all the time for these people and uh you just keep uh you know buying skills through that uh any excess party members are not in the fight but you can use their moves as uh you hold like a trigger and then press up, down, left, right on the D-pad and they come in and you do the command move. them. Yeah. So you can have more people, but you can only have four in the fight. Um, as you uh, play the game and unlock more and more skills for your characters, the combat becomes really crazy and fluid. So first of all, kind of stiff. I felt like I was running out of stamina a lot. I can only do like two moves at a time. The other characters weren't really helping that much. Um, except for, uh, Shion, uh, is a healer and she, at the beginning, uh, is able to res you and heal you. And since then she has never left my party. So (laughs) sounds like you're not going anywhere, dude. I need these heals. Um, the game's also really good about healing you nonstop. You can change their AI, which is great too. But, um, uh, the game's really good about, um, healing you, which is good because, uh, Alfin, the main character, he has all these abilities that are stronger than his other abilities, but they damage him because they're these fire abilities, um, that I guess fuck him up. And so, uh, at first, I'm like, why do I want to use, like, why does all his moves hurt him? Well, it's because Shion is a fucking healer, and uh, there's other ones as well. Um, and they heal you pretty regularly. So, um, but if you run out of, um, I forgot what's called, CP, uh, 
which is what you get when you rest at uh, fires. If you start running out of that, they do their moves less and less and less in battle. So it is an incentive to keep resting and eating food to get buffs and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, long story short, the combat system um, has grown into something that feels kind of crazy. I feel like I'm just juggling people and shit now, and that was not the case in the beginning. Um, it's a very flashy game, very clean, good-looking game, vibrant. Love the way it looks. The environments are really cool. Um, every place you go is very different than the last. It just it, It's funny. I love everything about the game, everything, except for the story is okay. It's okay. Could be better. Yeah, I mean, that was like Nino Cooney, though. So I was like, this game's so fun. Yeah. This story doesn't matter. <laughs> Oddly, I'm not having that relationship with this. Because Nino Cooney, I just, like, I could just mindlessly play that game. Yeah. I just liked the way it played. And then the story was, like, almost non-existent. There, I mean, there's <laughs> lore there, but, like, game didn't care about it. This game is telling a big story that just doesn't mean much to me. Gotcha. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot, a lot of dialogue and cinematics. That I'm sitting through, and I'm like, man, I wish I cared about this more. Yeah, um, that's too bad. Yeah, um, I'm hoping like towards the end, which I thought I was at, uh, will like be something that can make me look back on it and go, okay, now I appreciate it more. Cause sometimes a good ending can do sure, that. Sure, for sure. I don't know if they're gonna do it though. So yeah, but uh, but everything else like is is super solid. It's a great game to play. Definitely recommend it, especially if you're just looking for another JRPG to play and you don't mind anime. Because I know that's a hit or miss thing for some people. For sure. Um, As much as I like anime, anime games are very hit or miss. mm -hmm. So yeah, I think a lot of times they worry more about the visual style and less about the gameplay. So yeah, cool factor matters. Um, Yeah. On that note, I want to play Scarlet Nexus. I just haven't picked yeah. it up because um, I haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about it. But I played the demo. It was cool. And the people who did play it really liked it. But um, I'm trying to prioritize right now Tales of Rise and Ratchet and Clank, getting those finished before the end of the year. And then if I have time, maybe I'll play some Scarlet Nexus. Maybe that game was better than Tales of Rise. I don't know. Um, okay, and then the next three games I'm going to talk about kind of together because this was a big um, uh, topic not that long ago. I'm a little late on this, but I, I figure I could uh, add my views on this. So um, I was completely wrong this whole year about the big three FPSs. My original thought was I'm not going to care about Halo. It's probably going to be fine, but who cares? Battlefield 2042 is going to be amazing it's so good looking. They're back, baby. And then Vanguard's going to be meh. It's going to be Call of Duty, but it's not going to be good Call of Duty. Well, I've played all three of them now. And uh, uh, I'm really surprised to say uh, I refunded Battlefield 2042 in less than two hours. Um, I am enjoying playing Call of Duty Vanguard. It's nothing amazing, so I was kind of right on that. But it's better than I thought it was going to be. And Halo Infinite, outside of its progression system, which is a fucking crime against humanity, (laughs) gameplay-wise, is some of the most fun I've had in a first-person shooter competitively in a long time. Um, So diving further into that, uh, it's funny, too, because I told everybody, I'm like, I'm not buying buying COD this year. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Then on Black Friday, it was like 40 bucks. I was like, fuck, I guess I'll just pick it up. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, I I haven't touched the campaign on that one. Yet, I've heard pretty good things about it. Um, Josh actually was telling me he's liking it. 
um, quite a bit. So that's cool to hear. Mm. Um, it's on the Modern Warfare 2019 engine. So it's really good looking. Uh, it plays kind of like Modern Warfare 2019. It's got the whole mounting system and all that it has crossplay, which is great, even though there's issues with that, which drive me fucking insane. So many problems with uh, when it comes to that. I'll get like kicked or Josh will get kicked randomly, and we got to like re party up more often than we really need to. But um, yeah, this is Sledgehammer's uh, re entry into not only Call of Duty, but also World War II Call of Duty. And this is much better than World War II, um, the last Call of Duty that they made. Uh, the maps are better. Um, the guns, it's funny. The guns are not authentic to World War II, and that uh, in one part of my brain goes like, Ugh, I hate that. Why do I have all these scopes and stuff? But for the gameplay fun factor of the game, I don't care because yeah. I'm, I have all these guns that I'm like really enjoying uh, using, and that's what really matters. So they, they're kind of owning that they're like, this is not an authentic World War II experience. This is just a fun uh thematic story that we've made up about world war ii and uh combat is built to be fun um and so even though holy shit i can't believe i'm gonna say this nerf explosions i'm so sick of blowing up nonstop in that fucking game anyway i've been playing that i've been playing multiplayer i've been enjoying it um it's uh it's a good mindless run around shoot people game and uh yeah, I wouldn't hard recommend it to people, but if you're like, I play Call of Duty typically. Is Vanguard worth picking up? I'd say yeah. It's it's better. It's better than Cold War, even though there's people out there who think Cold War is good. So I don't know what happened to them when they were growing up, but that's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Vanguard not not so bad. Uh, Battlefield 2042, man, I am so fucking. Uh, I'm so sad <laughs> that I my hype for this was so high. And I know it's old at this point. Everyone kind of knows where most people are coming from when it comes to this. Um, this game's not finished. I played it and I wasn't even like, I, I spent fucking $60 on this game, $70, whatever the fuck I spent on it. Uh, and it's not complete, blah, blah, blah. It's broken, blah, blah, blah. I just like played it. And I was like, this is what the beta was like. They said this was a three or four month old build. They That's not true. And I kind of had a feeling I was telling people. Or they didn't do anything. Or they didn't do anything. <laughs> but I think they're just lying. Um, and the game feels incomplete. I remember uh, I, I told a bunch of people. And, and before it became like kind of a, a, a more widespread uh, thought, I started telling people that I know. I'm like, Battlefield's not good. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's dude, it's not finished. Like It's like half the game's gone. And they're like, oh, haha, that's really and i'm like yeah and then later they're like oh i heard a lot of bad things i remember I, I told josh i was like dude this game this game's not finished man and he's just like oh like a month like maybe after a month it'll be good i'm like dude like six months to a year like this shit needs a lot of work it's crazy it should not have came out um maybe you're wondering what wondering what some of my problems with it are um i'm sure you've already heard plenty of about it but it's just missing a lot of features that you're used to in battlefield there's no suppression mechanic uh i think they fixed it by now but like being a medic was really fucking annoying um you couldn't get people up sometimes or their gun would drop in their body and you'd just be picking up their gun and you wouldn't be able to get them up um combat felt like soulless it just felt like a lot of people just kind of shooting at each other and no real strategy people aren't playing 
to what used to feel like people playing their classes were doing. It just feels like crazy fucking mayhem. The the you guys know all the shit. Fucking the vehicles are way too powerful. Sniper rifles for a little bit there. We're doing more damage than rocket launchers to fucking helicopters. Um, there's all sorts of bugs in the game. Um, not a lot of guns. Not a lot of attachments. Um, so anyway, I, when I when I got it, I I decided to refund it. Typically, I would just wait it out. But I was like, I don't want to play this in this state. So I was like, I'm just going to get my money back, spend on something else on Steam, and I'll, I'll, I'll come back to Battlefield when they've put work into it. Um, I saw what they did with uh, Battlefront 2. That was a game I completely condemned. I was like, bye. I'm not playing this ever. And then we got on PlayStation Plus. I'm like, this game's fucking solid. They made a really good game here. Like, I, I flipped because they did such a good job on that. And it sucks that DICE is doing this with their games now, but... It literally felt, and I said the same thing about Battlefront, it felt like a fucking free-to-play game with good graphics. A couple things I really liked about Battlefield 24-2 is the environments and the, and the maps are awesome looking. They're very cool. Um, I played the one with the stadium and the city and through the desert, and the progression of moving through that level was really fucking cool, especially with like 128 or whatever fucking people on that map. It just felt like there was a war happening. But just no organization and no one really giving a shit about doing team dynamic stuff. And that could, it could be argued that it's early in the game. People aren't used to their roles. But this game doesn't really incentivize playing roles because you have your heroes that you can kind of customize the way you want. So it's kind of anarchy. And that's a big complaint a lot of people have. I could really go either way with it. But I would prefer them going back to just classes because that is Battlefield. Um, Battlefield does not need to be chasing other people's gameplay types. Because Battlefield, like Halo, like COD is famous for doing what they do. Yeah. Stick with that, evolve that. When when any of these people start copying from other people, it doesn't work for, for them. Call of Duty try to do big maps, it's awful. Like, don't do it. You yeah. don't do that. Uh, same thing with Halo. Halo is not Call of Duty. Don't be Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, it's not what people want when they Exactly, play exactly. And Battlefield. Battlefield is fucking class-based, team dynamic, big team battles. Uh, capturing territories and this kind of has that and has some cool ideas i do like the sectors in areas i think it's kind of a cool thing to battle uh, have small wars in the overall map um it's a pretty cool idea it's got a lot of it's got a lot of cool ideas it's just it's buggy and missing shit so i will 100 come back to this game i'm not writing it off i'm just disappointed and how it came out. So, but I was worried about that before it came out because I played the beta. And I was like, if this is what we're getting, this ain't it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a big disappointment. Um, I don't know a whole lot of people playing it. I don't know a whole. I guess a bunch of people dropped off too, and all sorts of shit. So it's it's kind of a fucking mess. And then, uh, yeah, Halo Infinite. I literally had zero zero fucking hype for this. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about play times. They're we're we're like, dude, they're fucking free to play multiplayer, pay for campaign, which apparently people are loving. Uh, co-ops come out later. Forge is coming out later. What the fuck? They're not even really announcing when the multiplayer's come out. They just dropped it randomly, and they're like, here you go. Um, and so it, it had been out for like two days, and I was like, it's free. Why don't why don't I just try it? And uh, so I downloaded it, and um, it's it's really good. It's uh, it, it does. Uh, it does feel like older Halo, um, but new. It's it's where Guardians felt like it was trying to be Call of Duty with a Halo skin, 
while maintaining some of the Halo stuff. This reminds me of the old ridiculous battles I used to have in like Halo and Halo 2, but with new gadgets and a lot of new weapons. There's, I think the last time I watched, I watched a video on all the weapons in the game and there's like 24, 25 weapons in this, which is crazy for, in my brain, I'm like, Halo only has like 12, right? <laughs> but no, it's like way more than that. Um, yeah, so uh, most of the weapons are cool. Uh, they really they really made some of the old classic weapons really fucking powerful in this one. Um, combat is uh, is so so nice to return to that that whole. I'm really worried about TTK and FPSs. If I have to shoot you for too long, I get annoyed, uh, and vice versa. But Halo has always crafted its combat around having a big TTK of having your shield and your health. You whittle down the shield so you can take the person out in some you know hard hitting. Uh, attack, uh, you know, most people just shooting at you until they run up and crack you or vice versa. Um, and they've nipping off a hill with a hammer. The hammer in this one fucking drives me nuts. Um, <laughs> one time I was like, I'm going to touch the hammer. I ran towards it and over the hill, like six people on the other team came running over and they also went nuts on me. As soon as I got near it, they now let me touch that thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so far it doesn't have a whole lot of game modes, but they said they're releasing like three by the end of the year, so this month. Um, SWAT is one of them, which is one of the highest uh, requested ones. I also love SWAT, so I uh, look forward to playing that. Um, really weird playing a Halo on mouse and keyboard. My whole Halo career has been on a controller, except for the original PC-made Halo, Halo, which was fucking awful back in the day. I played that a little bit. And it was horrible. Uh, but yeah, I've always played Halo on, uh, with the controller um, on, on Xbox, obviously. And uh, so this one having crossplay as well. All these games have crossplay. It's great. Uh, playing on a mouse and keyboard took a little bit to get used to. And I have like so much muscle memory built up in me throughout the years of playing Halo <laughs> with in my hands that uh, like like a controller in my hands that. Uh, it was so weird just doing this, but being able to aim was really fucking nice, but getting down like throwing grenades. Cause that's fucking crucial that you're active with your, your grenades, uh, milling, which is crucial because, uh, you know, in call of duty, most of the time I'm just shooting you, but in this I'm hitting people all the fucking time. Um, just having all those things ready, um, and mapped, uh, in a good way was a challenge at first, but I got it down. Um, I've actually been doing pretty good in it um i got pretty quickly on ranked into the platinum uh range so far and i'm rising up through that so that's cool um the ranking is like bronze silver gold platinum something and then onyx i think so there's one or the one one full tier above me because it goes one through six in each tier and then uh onyx is just one thing so that's like you're really good you're with everybody else who's really good um but yeah, playing ranked is uh, is a lot of fun. Uh, the um, maps are all really good, tight arenas that feel awesome. Um, Halo's the only FPS that can do uh, uh, capture the flag still. I've seen so many TikToks of capture the flag. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's the only game that can still pull it off. Capture the flag is <laughs> like one of the original objective-based 
uh, modes and FPSs, going back to like Quake and shit. And uh, back then it was cool because it's like, oh, we have something to do other than kill each other. Nowadays it's like, you want me to go over there and grab that and bring it back? Like that's that's the game mode. Halo still does really well because you're running around with that flag, you're hitting people with it, you're throwing it, you got your team in there, it's all tight knit, like brawl combat. It works really well. Um, they also have, uh, oh God, Oddball, which I fucking love Oddball. And, and any, if it was Call of Duty, I would hate playing Oddball. I played a lot of it in Halo 3. But but in this, just having that ball and running while everybody's trying to kill you and your team's trying to kill them, and it's just like, oh, fuck, I got the ball. Run, run, <laughs> run, run, run. It's, oh, dude, it's it, it's funny. Nowadays when I play FPSs, um, I don't get super competitive anymore. I, I used to be really competitive. I play Call of Duty, I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm dead. Oh, shit, I killed this guy. I mean, Call of Duty's popcorn. So. Although... I was doing very good in fucking Vanguard the other day. I was literally like like top of the list every fucking match. And like nine times out of ten, I was the play of the game. I was having a great fucking night. But again, I wasn't feeling competitive. I was just like, holy shit, I'm fucking wrecking people. Yeah. That's it. The only games that, that really make me feel like that is like Hunt Showdown. I'm like in the screen, just like, holy fuck. I got a lot to lose in that game. I'm like, I got to live. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got to win this shit. Uh and now Halo, I was like, and not even on purpose. I just like started like, I'm just like, like fucking tell me like, go, 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 grab it. Like, I'm like really getting into the competition of it, which is great to say because the progression sucks in the game. So I'm actually playing this game for the fun factor, which is weird for an FPS. Uh, that's what Halo used to be. Yeah, that's what <laughs> anybody used to play it. It's just like the fun of yeah. it. And so they've kind of got the fun factor there because... Uh, somebody was telling me it's like it takes 20 matches to get a level. Oof. 20 matches. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and it's not really based off of your performance. It's like time investment. Interesting. Yeah, so like it, they, it's re, it's a really bad system. It's it's like, and some people have defended it, not a lot of people, but... um. I haven't heard anything good about it. No. Uh, it's the only thing that's fucking bad about it because everything else is fucking fantastic. It just needs more game modes, more maps. But, like, the gameplay's fucking there. It's so much fun. But the progression sucks because all the things you unlock, like uh, customization and stuff, is all unlocked through this battle pass um, that takes 20 matches to get one level, and there's, like, fucking 100 levels. So you got to no-life this game. And, like, after one or two levels, you get, like, one headpiece. Not even a helmet, just the headpiece. And then, like, later you get, like, another piece that goes on the arm. And it's like, you know how long this is going to take for me to get shit to make my character... Like, everyone's character looks the fucking same. In fact, uh, there was this meme going around for a little bit that showed originally um, the Halo Infinite multiplayer, uh, like, logo. And it showed a bunch of, like, Master Chiefs in different outfits and stuff. And then someone's, like, in reality and it just showed everybody in the same outfit. Like all over in the same positions because it really is like that. Like, and I'm sure by now some people have really no lifed it, but you you gotta fucking you gotta put time into that game to get anything from it. Um, so that's the biggest complaint. If they can fix that, dude, this is gonna be fucking huge. This is it, it's it's a lot of fun to play. Me and Cody were playing it and we were like getting really into it and having a lot of fun for hours. Like it's it was just. It felt like such a fucking breath of fresh air in FPSs again. Like, because we don't get Halo every year, like Call of Duty and Battlefield every like two years or the fuck three years. Maybe that's the problem. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. But uh but yeah, so they they got to support this. They got to fix the progression. They need I don't keep the battle pass and do your fucking stupid 20 thing whatever, but add a different progression that's that's match based. I don't want to have an awesome fucking round and just come out and just go and just like barely moves the fucking it's like not fun. I'm like, "Ah, that sucks." I kind of deflated how awesome that that match was i want to get out and it's like fuck yeah you did awesome here's a reward of some kind because every other fps is going to do that yeah so it's like the one thing the one thing holding this thing back so anyway no hype for halo played the multiplayer it's the best of the three which is a huge like i said i was wrong in every regard except for vanguard it's better than i thought it was going to be but it's still okay um but playing the multiplayer for halo alone got me hyped for the campaign without really caring about the campaign just because the gameplay alone made me go well at least the fucking campaign campaign's gonna be fun to play uh because the game feels great plays great the guns are awesome and i am curious about the free form of the campaign uh being kind of more far cry-esque because i like that formula i know a lot of people hate that but uh i like it and Halo's always had huge maps anyway that felt kind of sandboxy so it's not that crazy to have an open world um for Halo, and I've been hearing nothing but great things, including from people who are not part of the people who want to keep access. Um, so yeah, uh, played all three of them, and uh, regrettably, only one was a disappointment. Another disappointment, 2021. This year is the year of disappointments, but you know, Vanguard is Call of Duty, and Halo is awesome. Although I don't know anybody fucking playing Halo. I know like three people maybe, because any everyone I know doesn't have an Xbox. And anyone I know on PC doesn't play competitive shooters, really. So, kind of sucks. I wish I had more people to play with. Because if I could get, like, a fucking team of people who are just fucking ready to get good at that game, I would love just destroying people. Because, like, it brought something out in me. Like, Halo 2. <laughs> Halo 2, dude, I was fucking, like, crazy competitive in that game. I would, like, like I was one of those people, like, somebody like, let's 1v1. I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do it. It's like, bring friends, too, so they can fucking watch. And then I'd wreck them. Um... I never lost a 1v1 in Halo 2. Humble brag. Uh, yeah, so it brought that out of me again. I'm like, fuck, I was getting like crazy playing that game. So, yeah, it, it, it's awesome. I'm really enjoying it, uh, which is awesome to be able to say because there, no, there was no hope for that at all originally. Uh, last game I've been playing, and I'll try and keep this short, although there's some stuff to explain here, is because uh, I brought it up and someone was like, what game? Uh, I've been playing Icarus. Icarus just came out. If you don't know what Icarus is, it is a... Um, well, it's it's made by uh, Dean Hall, Dean Rocket Hall, the guy who made the Daisy mod and started the uh, standalone for Bohemia Interactive before he left and made Rocketworks, his own development uh, company, and he's been working on Icarus, which is another survival game. Fucking big surprise! Uh, that is sci-fi. Uh, the premise is essentially um, yeah, it does it does all the major beats of survival games. You are going to be in a place where you got to start, uh, you know grabbing uh bushes and hitting trees and cutting them down and getting wood getting rocks all that stuff that you typically do in a survival game the thing that makes this game different because big thing i thought about before i played it, i was like what do they bring to the survival genre because i feel like unless you're doing something really revolutionary everybody's done it pretty well at this point i mean age of, uh conan exiles is great uh arc is great uh minecraft is great daisy is great um kind minecraft. of craft you played Minecraft? I played Minecraft, yeah. New update, so. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't bring that up because you're always playing Minecraft. I forgot, so. <laughs> um, 
So there's all these great examples of Sorel games. So I'm like, what's the guy who like really kind of revolutionized this bringing to it? And so what, what they do with it, which is really kind of interesting is uh, in these games, you always like, you have that beginning where it's kind of rough to survive. And then you get to that point where you're like flourishing and you're like, holy shit, where, you know, remember it was hard to get food and hard to do this and hard to do that. The thing that's really interesting about this game is you go on missions. Um, you get with your, your friends, you play up to eight people and you pick a mission and you drop down on a planet. Every mission has an objective and it has a time limit so far. It's been like six, it seems real days to do a mission. So I guess that means I could probably stop playing the game, come back and continue that mission. Every time you drop down, you start from square one, square one. So you're always doing you're you're always having that experience. We got to build up from the beginning again. Um, so it almost feels like a roguelike in that sense, but not quite. You uh, start building up. And as you do that, you level up. And every time you level up, you get um, a talent point, which is essentially um, passive perks for your character. And then you get three tech points. And those tech points go into technologies. There's four tiers. Each tier has a shitload of technologies. Um, there's also a shitload of uh, perks as well for your character. Um, so as you play the game and you're doing these uh, temporary missions, you are getting permanent um, upgrades to what you can craft and what you can do with your character. So when you go on other missions later, you will be better prepared to take on those missions, which get exceedingly more hard as you go through them. Um, yeah, there's also when you get back to the main ship between missions, a workshop that you, when you finish missions, you'll get like a hundred, 125, 150 of these credits. And you can spend those credits in the workshop to first craft things to, uh, or not craft research things to craft, to take on missions with you. So as you play these missions, you start accruing these credits and then you're able to, uh, buy, uh, you know, like a metal, uh, axe and maybe this suit and you only get it for that mission but you get to take it with you down and it gives you kind of a head start, head start on these yeah. missions yeah so it has this really cool system where it's not only just a survival game to survive uh there's objectives there's things to do and there's there's something that you and your team are working on and something i really like about that is when i play survival games a lot of times i go off on my own i like being social i want to go see what people are building i want to see what they're doing i'll help them out if they need help and vice versa if i ask for them them for help but a lot of people want to like get together and i kind of get kind of like i'm kind of a control freak when it comes to creating uh you know my my house or my castle or my base and so i want to do that on my own and so a lot of my survival uh, experiences in games is isolation kind of for me. And in a game like DayZ, it's absolute isolation because I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. If I, if I have to, I'll shoot them because I don't even want to find out if they're friendly or not. Um, but in this, because you are going on that planet with the same objective as other people and you're not going to be there forever, you're going to leave. Um, there's no reason for me to be building up something. I think I, mean, I still build cool bases and do some cool stuff with it, but it's less of a priority. I want to make sure that we have a safe, defendable uh, base, uh, home base uh, to do our operations out of and then um, go uh, explore from there. So it's it's 
changed my mentality on how to play this game because of the way it's set up. You also have O2 that you have to replenish, uh, water they have to replenish, and food. It's basic. It's not too complicated, which I like. I think it gets kind of ridiculous when you get into like macronutrients and shit. Like you need fiber. Yeah. Uh, it's too much for me. Uh, I, I appreciate what they're doing, and I'm sure some people fucking love that shit. It's too much for me. It's not not fun. Um, but water I think is reasonable. Um, and food I think is reasonable. That's about it. And then the O2 is interesting. There are perks that make those go down slower. I fucking was one of the first things I started doing. <laughs> so I was like, this is one of the guaranteed ways I can die. I need to get rid of that. Um, and so uh, there's something on plants called oxite. Use ox. You can literally just take oxite. You find either uh, a node of it or it's on the ground randomly. It's it's pretty. It's all over the place. Um, and you can use a lot of that to refill your oxygen. But then there's tools later that you put the oxide into to... Uh, get oxygen built up into a balloon and then you can take a hit off of it and it uses less oxide, but it's in a, in a station. So it's kind of a thing you set up. So in a pinch, definitely just grab some oxide if you're out exploring. Cause again, you have to explore all over the place and you got to not only worry about food and, and water, but also your oxygen because you have a space suit on. Um, so that's really cool. The objectives are pretty cool so far. One of the missions, uh, there's like three points. You have to carry an actual um, like radar, and you have to plant them in those areas and do a scan. And while the scan happens, animals attack and shit. Um, there's three different areas. They're quite the journeys. Um, so it does feel like you're on these adventures. And then another mission that I fucking want to rip my hair out of my head uh, was <laughs> I had to go kill this uh, wolf. They're like, there's a predator that's been killing things on this planet. You need to track it down and kill it. And uh, it's kind of cool because you have to go to locations where I've been killing stuff. And you got to search the area, look for its markings, all the stuff. You get these clues. You have to do that like three or four different times. And then eventually they're like, okay, this thing only comes out at night, which sucks because this is the dude who made DayZ. So night in this game is fucking pitch black, which I love. I love, but the challenge is horrible. And he's like, you have to find their den at night. And I'm like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. So we're out there with torches just looking for it and shit, and the light barely goes ahead of you. Um, but here I thought, I'm like, ah, it's just an animal. We're going to have to kill it. Well, it's a boss. It came out. It had a special yellow name. This crazy music started up. I was like, oh, shit. This is like a thing. <laughs> we start fighting it. It's barely taking damage. And uh, it retreats back. It came out with like four other wolves. And so we had to kill those things, and they're just ruthless. We shoot it a bunch of times and ran back into its cave and I see its health going back up. I'm like, are you fucking serious? And it came back out and four more wolves came with it. I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay, we're going to come back here during the day and we're going to build like an enclosure and try and trap these fuckers so we can just cheese out and kill them. We did that and it took like four days of trying to fucking trap these guys and kill them uh, because they would just rip down the walls and stuff after a while. But uh, eventually we killed him. And it was so, it's like a fucking weight was lifted off my soul. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was really rough. But also, I really enjoyed the challenge. Last thing I kind of want to mention this game. Uh, first, I want to say, if you like survival games at all, buy this game. It's it's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Um, also, uh, they've been very prompt about hot fixes to try and get this game running quickly uh constantly they're transparent they're like this isn't working we're working on it right now it should be out later today like they've been really great about it uh but yeah, the last thing i kind of want to mention that i think is really cool something i really haven't seen in a, really any survival game the closest thing i can think of is like uh in 
Conan Exiles, the Sandstorms, which are really cool. When you see them coming in, you're like, oh, shit, we got to bunker down. There's weather in this game, weather systems that will happen randomly. And the game, has it's kind of gamified them. It goes, ding, and like, you, like every time you hear that, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like looking at what the weather's going to be like, and it's like light rain coming. And I'm like, okay. And there's a thing at the top right, and it shows the weather system kind of going through this thing. It shows like a yellow area, and then it shows red areas where the storm's going to get bad. And so it's kind of gamified in the sense that like we got to prep now. We know what's coming. Let's prepare for this. Um, but it's got like a really cool wind system. So the wind will pick up and you can actually, it's horrifying sounding. The trees are like cracking and breaking and you can actually like see trees falling from the storm and your house starts taking damage. But not only does it just take damage, like the health bar doesn't just go down. Like pieces of like the thatch and the ceilings are falling. You see it going just falling and then like the walls are busting in and you're sitting there just repairing them and shit during this hurricane. And there's also like uh, like lightning storms. And uh, when I found that, I was looking through the tech tree on the second tier and there's a lightning rod. And I was like, why do I need that? And I was reading, it's like, so lightning doesn't hit your stuff. I'm like, cool, I need to build that. Um, yeah, as soon as they became available in Minecraft, I made a couple. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one night uh, me and Sarah were like bunkering down because the storm was happening and it was fucking windy. I'm upstairs repairing the roof. She's downstairs repairing the walls. And then, like, every once in a while, like, through the windows, um, you just see, like, flashes and shit. And I'm just like, fuck, okay, there's lightning going on. And then, like, we heard one go, boom, like, close by. And I was like, holy shit. And then my game started to lag. And I was like, what's going on? And, like, as the storm died, died down, we, like, opened the door. It's barely dawn. It's barely light out. But across the lake, and you can see the reflection in, in the lake. There's just the fucking tree lines on fire. Like all the trees are just burning and it's just like spreading. I panicked. I started fucking cutting trees down near the house. I'm like, we got to fucking make sure this doesn't hit the house. But then like there was a part where the trees separated so it couldn't get across. But uh, it was horrifying. And then when the fire died down, the performance got better. But I guess they fixed that. There was an issue or something. So that's one of the hot fixes that came out recently. Um, so yeah, the weather system's really cool. It's a really dynamic thing that uh, really keeps you on your toes. Or when you're trying to kill a fucking wolf for four days, and random storm systems keep coming in while you're bunkering down. Our house got hit by lightning. Like we heard a, and like the fucking whole building like lit up for a second, and then like the floor was just on fire, and it starts spreading. And the oxidizer, the thing you put oxide in to fill the balloon, if those catch fire, they'll blow up. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It's funny too because when I filled a, or filled one of those up and I was sitting next to a fireplace, I was like, "This is real fucking safe." Putting oxygen right next to some fire, and then later, <laughs> I was out uh, doing something outside of the house, and uh, Sarah's like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "The the the oxidizers I or the oxidizers blew up." And I was like, "Really?" And I fucking came running back, and the whole corner of the house on fire. I was like, "Oh shit!" And I started smacking <laughs> it to put the fire out. I was like, "That's funny." They actually added that. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, there's, there's so much more I could talk about this game and, uh, I'm just going to keep playing it and I'll report back about it, but it's a really cool idea that is not re it's not changing anything in the survival genre, but it is offering a new way to do survival in a more cooperative feeling way. It's not just free form. You're all surviving together. Decide how you want to do it. It's like, you got to work together. 
uh, especially with how big the tech trees are and stuff, it really benefits for someone to be specializing in medicine and like specializing in masonry and someone being uh, doing the the house building and farming and shit like that. Like it really does feel uh, like really leans into roles, which I really enjoy um, a lot. So yeah, it's been, it's been a solid experience so far, and uh, which is great because I was like hyped. I'm like, oh dude, this guy made a fucking game again. It's awesome because I, I love Daisy or loved it. Um, but I start playing, and I'm like, yeah, it's all right. It's, it's a survival game. But then like I start getting, I'm like, wait, this is like a really fucking cool idea. So. Um, yeah, it's nice to be able to say that. And yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, quick shout out. Uh, I <laughs> I saw that uh, Bloons Tower Defense 6 was $2 on Steam. I almost bought it. And I was like, is that on phone? That seems like a, like a phone game. I like Tower Defense games. So that's why I was even looking at it. It was free on Android. So if you have Android, it's free on there. It's the same game. Um, has cross progression as well. And I started playing that. And it's a solid-ass tower defense game. I've played the older Bloons games, and they're not good. This one's really good. There's a shitload of towers with a shitload of upgrades and a shitload of ways to upgrade them. A lot of levels. You level up. You get points to spend into, into your upgrades. Um, it's another one that shows on my TikTok. It's got time. multiplayer and co-op, which I haven't tried yet, but I want to. And I liked it so much on my phone that uh, I bought it for the $2 on Steam. And uh, if you link your account, you can. And this isn't an ad for balloons, I promise. I just, I just thought it was solid. This is better than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, it has cross progression. So like when I'm playing on my phone, when I'm at work or something, and then like when I come home, I can play. Even though I never play on my computer, um, I can. I just maintain my progress. It's awesome. So, yeah. pretty cool. If you got fucking Android or, because I think it's like five bucks on iOS. Um, if you got Android, it's free and a. It's like super cheap on Steam. So if you like tower defense games, it's it's solid, which is weird because it's just monkeys shooting balloons. It's stupid, but it's fun. Do you have anything to say on Minecraft, or should we just hop into our reactions? Um, I barely played it. I just I hopped into Creative to check out the new map generation. Uh, for some reason, um, you haven't heard though. I, I suppose it. I just know so many people play the game. I imagine everyone already knows at this point, but Caves and Cliffs Part 2 came out, which actually added the Caves and Cliffs. Um, I've not seen any mountains yet. Um, I kept finding caves, though, and holy crap, are they different. It is insane. Um, I guess they also changed the way ore generates. So it used to be like if you mined at like, you know, depth 12, you could find almost every ore in the game just Mm -hmm. by strip mining, and that's just not a thing anymore because hmm. there's or multiple different levels and depths and stuff like that now, so. you said they increased the depth of the ground that they, they so they can make bigger cave systems 54 blocks down and i don't remember how many up because hmm. they also added mountains like real mountains it's funny there's so many things you've told me about that game I'm like that's cool they added that. that's cool they added that but you're like you're like they made the ground deeper i'm like that's fucking dope yeah so where bedrock used to be now it's just a new type of stone called deep slate and then that goes down, and then bedrock. So, Interesting. Yeah. And deep slate um, takes a little longer to mine, takes a little more durability off your stuff, and then has like five different appearances when you use a stone cutter on it. So it's actually really like aesthetically pleasing if you're making like sidewalks and walls and stuff like that with it. So, mm. hmm. so. yeah. Uh, but if you get chances, like four underground cave biomes that they've added. Um, 
That's cool. And they're so big, you can use the elytra and fly through them. So um, it's insane. That is pretty crazy. The, the, I, you can't, like, I can't emphasize the size. They're yeah, I'll have to watch a video or something. Insane. Uh, you could just boot it up and do creative and fly around yourself. So that's what I did. Just I to look these, at them. These fucking caves, dude. <laughs> Very cool. Um, good time to start a new game. Anyone who plays like a single player game, or if you're thinking about making a server, um, all the new, they removed a lot of the, the overworld biomes, um, to simplify them. But now mountains can form in every biome. Cause there used to just be mountain biomes. And now like, if you go to a snow area, there can be a snow mountain. If you go to a debt and a desert, uh, uh, Badlands, um, there can be a huge like plateau now and stuff. So it's really mm. cool. Um, it's hard to explain. Check out some clips. The game is very different now. So yeah, they really added features to it, but also I'm glad that even now they're still working on the world and how it generates. That's that's really cool. Yeah, next year's update has more world changing stuff too. So it's awesome. Yeah. They also added blending. That's a big blending. one. Oh, you told you. Yeah. Anyone who's played Minecraft in the last like forever that it's been out, um, every time an update comes out and it changes biomes, you'll go and the chunks that load in will shear off. And so they won't be level. Like you'll have like a forest and all of a sudden there's ocean and a very unnatural looking just surface. They've added it out to where it like blends and makes it look natural now. That's so. wild. Dude. That's next level shit. Minecraft has always been that way. Yes, yeah, the first time ever. Also, seeds on Java and Bedrock um, more closely align up now. So you can share seeds with both versions. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, the small improvements are kind of huge. So Yeah, they've been really working on it. So Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's cool, though. <laughs> yep, that's it, though. I have not played like it in survival yet. So I'm kind of scared of the caves. They're fucking massive. Sounds like it, even yeah. though they sound a lot more open, so it's not as like going down this tunnel and hopefully not falling into lava or finding some random people. But the rule of don't dig straight down is even more true now because you can literally oh, yeah. be digging sense. and then free just fall. fall. Yeah, that's fucking scary. Uh, I've watched a couple clips of people doing it and they just they have time to scream. <laughs> so. That's fucking horrifying. Yeah, that's cool though. Anything else? No. All right. Let's jump into these reactions uh, for these videos. But before that, let me know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? Um, what would you recommend? What do you think about Call of Duty Vanguard, Halo Infinite Multiplayer, and Battlefield 2042? Are you playing any of those? Which one is your favorite of the three? Any of those you're not playing for whatever reason? What do you think about Battlefield 2042 and what's going on with that? Uh, have you been playing Endwalker? No spoilers, please. But what do you think yeah, of it? Please. No spoilers. Don't do that. And uh, but please let me know uh, if you're enjoying it or not. I'm sure you are if you're playing it. Um, and yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to games you've been playing and uh, things you might be looking forward to in the future, near future. Let's not let's not talk too much about 
too far away. All right, so we got three videos we're going to watch. They're all like two minutes a piece, so this okay. is going to go kind of quick, but the conversation should fill it up a bit. Uh, the first one we're going to be watching is Sons of the Forest gameplay trailer. This is the most recent one that came out on the 1st of December, so a couple days ago. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, this is uh, essentially The Forest 2. It's the sequel, or maybe prequel, I think it's a sequel, uh, to the original Forest, which is a survival game that's pretty solid, that is very horror-themed. Oh, so spoopy. Um, and yeah, we've... Re or, replied we've reacted uh to the first trailer this is a new trailer and uh yeah i have watched this but i want to watch it again because i want to get your take on it uh considering this is an indie developer and uh the first force looked really good for the time i think this one looks really good but also i want to get your take on what you think of all the horror stuff um and yeah we'll talk about it okay. so uh before we do that any, any word or any thoughts on uh the forest, survival games, horror games, and uh, do you play them? I watched you play a little bit of the forest, and as soon as I saw the the people, I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, they'll like hide in the trees. Not playing this. And they'll like crawl at you and yeah. shit from across the I'm field. I'm not interested. Yeah, so. it's it's cool. <laughs> I appreciate the 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 uh, blending of genres, though. Yeah, no, it's, they did they did a good job with it, especially when it came out. It's on unit. It was on Unity, so it's like. Really showed off what Unity could do at the time. Um, that, that and Unreal, man. It's so weird. Unity just kind of came. I was like, we're also really fucking usable. Yeah. Um, all right, let's just watch it and we'll talk about it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Sons of the Forest gameplay trailer. New. The Forest 2. And 3, 2, 1. Let's go. That's what I said as soon as I saw that. I was like, that's fucking crazy looking. Look at the fire. The water. It's like a, it's a good looking game. but I don't like that either. Look at how you can see through the water. It looks so good with the light. Speaking of caves. Hopped over the fence, like, what's up, dude? Those things are gross. Yeah, dude. look at that. Get down, son! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't think a whole lot is uh, is being explained here. I hate it. <laughs> and I mean thematically. Yeah. All right. Uh, aside from you hating it thematically, what do you think? Um, it is a very, very nice looking game. I am still completely blown away by the foil blanket. 
<laughs> yeah. It's fun. Like, everybody talks about that blanket. It looks too real. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. Before I had watched this trailer, there was a gif on Twitter, and someone was like, holy shit, this looks good. I was like, I'm like, that's the that's Sons of the Forest? And I watched it, I was like, holy shit. I mean, I think even the water effects look really good, the way the waves come in. Yeah, for sure. It's just, there's been this steady progression in the way water looks in games yeah. though. so even though i yeah i definitely appreciate yeah. it there hasn't been a steady progression of like emergency blankets in games well cloth in general a it's lot tough, of times yeah. people will find like shortcuts to fake it because yeah. it is a pain in the ass um that just look i mean i'm i'm still like kind of shocked when i saw that move i was like what the hell so yeah um the, yeah otherwise the the monsters or the people or whatever the fuck they are um I think they're a good blend of like being familiar because they're humanoid, but also like just being completely creepy and monstrous. Disturbing, yeah. Yeah. Um, it kind of gives me like Japanese horror vibes in that mm-hmm. regard, um, where they're going for that like uneasy feeling with them. But then also, um, what, though definitely in the Western regard of them just being kind of gross. So. It's a good blend, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely seem scary, and I could imagine being in a cave with them is probably not a good time. Well, even here we're seeing like how dense the foliage is. You're going to have a claustrophobic feeling of, like, are they behind this bush? Are they up that tree? Are yeah. they crawling around in the grass? Um, yeah, I just it's crazy. I It kind of sucks because a lot of times some of the, like, the best-looking games usually kind of go for a, a horror vibe. Yeah. And I always am kind of bummed out because, like, if outside of that aspect, I'd probably play the well, game. I think a lot of survival games you'd really be into, but they're all horror-based. They all, yeah, they're all, like, on They're all going to have a nighttime where monsters are trying to kill you. Yeah, so it kind of bums me out. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm actually very impressed. Like, yeah. um, there's a lot of stuff in there, like, that's just good-looking and I expect, but then... There are parts of it, um, like the aforementioned, but also like um, the lighting in the caves is really good. The um, animations are very well done. The foliage is better than most games. Yeah. So um, they definitely give a shit. <laughs> yeah. So. What was the thing about the first game? Like this, this reminds me of how I felt about the first game when I first saw it again, which is kind of a, a hard thing to do when you've released a game and try and like redo that. Like I'm, I'm looking at this game, like the first one, I'm like, that's an indie game, but you can tell these guys really fucking care. Like it's not, it's not, it's not the best looking game ever made, but there's some very impressive looking stuff here. Doing more of the triple A developers. A lot of AAA developers are not making animations for survival mechanics. They're just making sure that their character moves really well in gorgeous environments, but you're shooting people in third yeah, person. Yeah. That's your game from AAA typically. And so that these people are like thinking like, Oh, when you make a fire, you're going to actually pull a fucking leaf out of your, your pocket, put that in the fire, cut this branch up this way and wrap it up and have all these animations. This game screams, passion like yeah. the first game the first game it felt like they got all away with a lot but they had a great idea and they had an engine that made the game look good but this one really seems like they're trying to bring that even further make it a, a more um expansive experience um and really hone in on all the things that they were doing in the first game to a bigger degree i mean like the forest itself looks lush and dense and uh, almost daunting. Like I'm just mm-hmm. looking at a lot of these scenes and it's just like, wow, that's a lot of fucking trees. Um, 
you know, the base building's looking good. Um, it seems like there's a story going on, which the first game kind of had a loose one going on in the beginning and the end. Um, which is interesting because there's a game called Green Hell. It's a survival game, and it's kind of neat, but it's one of those games where you need to, like, eat protein, eat fucking oh, fruit and all yeah. that stuff like that. It's it's too much, but it has a story mode that you can play in co-op, which is pretty cool. And it has a beginning and end and all that shit. And that game absolutely takes after the forest, and it's, like, crafting and stuff. It has a very similar system. But they kind of added something interesting with adding a story mode to one of these games. And so it's Isn't interesting. Underwater one like that too. Subnautica? Yeah. I haven't played it enough, but sure I, I heard I, I heard I heard it is. And I've heard nothing but great things about it. But as soon as I was underwater, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, um which sucks because I've never heard anyone even say it was meh. Um anyway, uh it, it's interesting because like Green Hell kind of took a lot of things that the forest did, made the game look better, and added this like story to their game, uh, which is still kind of rare for a survival game. And then it seems like the forest or uh, Sons of the Forest is going to be also story heavy. Like it seems like they're kind of doing what Green Hell did. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting. It's one of my favorite things about the survival genre is it really does. It is this amalgamation of uh, ideas to form the best survival experience. Um, that's why the genre is still going. There's a lot of games coming out uh, that have survival stuff. Valheim is a survival game. I think also just the the base idea of the the formula of a survival game yeah. just ticks a lot of boxes. It for works. People. Yeah. yeah, it's it's gratifying and its gameplay is good. You've nailed it. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Fun gameplay with uh, an experience that you are slowly feeling like you are building towards something that's benefiting you. I mean, it's, what what else could be better than that? Um, but yeah, a lot of these have horror though, and I think the forest is probably one of the best ones when it comes to that. I think, especially for the time, the forest had really cool horror elements. I've never seen a game like it. Um, this one really seems like they're upping the ante on that. Um, the monsters are very disturbing looking, but also uh, the way they're going to be able to interact with you seem. Um, uh, I'm sure they're going to do a lot more than they did in the last game, and they had some really good ideas in the last game. So. Um, Really excited to see that. Hoping this has multiplayer as well because uh, the forest eventually they added uh, multiplayer to it. Um, I'm sure this will since um, they've already done that with the last game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me this this is just looking like a much better, more advanced. It's it's kind of sad that like sometimes we get sequels to games and it, it feels like a small increase. But and you want to play it, but like it's nothing like huge. I miss like the days where like you get a sequel and you're like like when Metal Gear Solid 2 came out after Metal Gear, like Metal Gear Solid, you're like, holy shit, right. that's fucking the next thing. And this isn't that, but it does seem like a significant jump, which is always exciting for me to see a game make that jump. Um, it seems like in every way. So I'm really excited for it. And I think even as somebody who's not going to play this game at all, you definitely appreciate what they're doing with this game. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I love the genre. I just can't play most of them just because of the, uh, they need to have a mode in this where you can turn off monsters. Well, it's funny too because I'm not even necessarily opposed to the, the monsters mm -hmm. uh, as much as like I just don't like being put in situations where I might get jump jump scared. I just I'm not interested. So yeah, well that this game's full of them. Well, yeah, this is an extreme, obviously. Like, but like I mean, I played Ark, and you're technically being attacked in that all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the that's the thing that's is, great about um, they're not uh, like trying to creep into the house and yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's, that's the thing that was great about when we were playing Conan Exiles mm-hmm. is like that game's kind of built like an RPG, like an action RPG that has awesome survival mechanics. I mean, it was just For a sure. fucking solid game. Love that game. Um, and Icarus is not scary either. But, well, I mean, it's scary when a bear attacks you, but you normally see him coming. So, but yeah, this game is definitely going like, let's scare the fuck out of people also while you're trying to survive. Oh, yeah, for sure. And definitely adds, I mean, more stress. There's already adrenaline involved with when you're like, we got to get fucking food. We got to like figure all this stuff out. And then they're like, also like, hey, but also there's really creepy shit going on. So it's a really good formula. Yeah. It's really funny how survival and uh, I mean, I guess survival horror has been a genre forever, but yeah. it's funny how survival and horror games are just work really well together. So, yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to say on that? A fucking blanket, dude. Yeah, it's that's a good looking emergency blanket. They really, they really. I mean, look at this. They really start this thing off with this environment that looks amazing, looks great. The butterfly looks really good, and then blanket. If they're like, look at this fucking blanket. If dude. you put those kind of like cloth physics in a game with zero clipping, you can mm-hmm. have the best capes ever in a video game. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, cl- <laughs> clipping's a motherfucker. Yeah. But then also. Realistic physics get hard because a lot of times cloth physics will just wrap around like it's made of some kind of like, yeah. ru- like thin rubber or something. It doesn't have that cloth feeling. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a hard one for sure. So. Yeah. Even the way the, the water has rainbow refraction from the light is really cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No. All right. Let's move on. But first, let us know in the comments, what do you think of Sons of the Forest? Does this uh, make you want to play it? Are you excited for it? Are you not excited for it? Did you play the last one? What did you think of that one? Are you uh, into survival games? And if so, go play Icarus. Um, And yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about. Do you like the creepy stuff? We think of the fucking emergency blanket physics. Do you love them? And uh, remember, it's an indie developer making this. And... uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below and scaring off people with a random head. Uh, next video we got is Gran Turismo 7 Deep Force Raceway Gameplay. This game, uh, sadly, is kind of being shown off in a very unceremonious way, in my opinion. Some of the videos have come out and they're like uh, talking about um, the photography aspect of the game, which was kind of cool because you can tell the guy who uh, is responsible for this game, the guy who runs uh, Polyphony, is probably rich because he's like when you buy really nice cars you just want to take pictures of them like they're beautiful and i'm like i I don't have a bunch of fucking (laughs) nice cars to fucking be taking pictures of but uh but it's still cool car mates yeah um yeah but uh at the very least you can he's always they've always been super passionate about cars the people working gran turismo like car fucking nerds uh, so it's still interesting to hear that perspective. Um, but yeah, we're not really getting a whole lot of trailer trailers, just getting these little clips. So anyway, this is a uh, gameplay of a race and, uh, yeah, I figured it'd be interesting to kind of catch up on where Gran Turismo seven is at, uh, did get delayed. It is coming on PS five and PS four. I know it was kind of controversial for some people. Um, and, uh, I'm really excited for it cause I love Gran Turismo, uh, seven and I've been living in a world where I've been playing Forza Horizons and loving those. So I'm like, where's Gran Turismo at? Where's my favorite racing series at? Not coming out that fast. Not coming out that fast. They do take their time to come out and I, I really do appreciate that. But I've played like three Forza Horizons in the time that I played a fucking Gran Turismo. So it's, uh, it's about <laughs> time and, uh. I know a lot of people are out there comparing the two. At this, I wouldn't compare Horizon with uh, with no, no, Gran no. Turismo. I would compare uh, Forza. Um, 
with it. Yeah. So, um, and you can like both. I fucking, that's the big thing. Like I fucking, I love Gran Turismo, but Forza Horizon is also like really good. So, um, yeah, just play what you want to play, man. Play them both. You like, dude, you like cars and racing. Why don't you play them both of them? There's a couple other ones out there really good too. Like, um, was it dirt four? That was fun. Um, anyway, we're gonna watch this and we'll talk about it. Okay. Ready? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, and go. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not today. YouTube's like, psych. It's weird to see the Gran Turismo UI. so interesting like um, the visual style of Gran Turismo in comparison to arguably I think one of the best looking games out there right now which is Forza Horizon 5 yeah. they go for like a more like realistic look in Gran Turismo yeah. which I think is, is really cool looking. one thing I love about Gran Turismo I, I was talking about one thing I'm already getting on another thing. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that their, their style has always been trying to be more like realistic looking um but the thing I'm, I'm seeing here, which I expect from Gran Turismo, but I fucking love, is the actual physics of the car. Like, if you notice, the cars are actually wobbling as they turn. Yeah. Like, the body's moving. So the suspension's actually doing stuff. And even, like, the camera is, like, moving, like, this guy sitting in the car. And it's stuff like that that makes Gran Turismo so, like, sin. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is funny oh, because, yeah. like... Uh, they, don't get me wrong, this looks good. Uh, it it kind of sucks because, like, you know this is going to look better actually playing it on 4K display versus right. watching a, uh, you know, re or up-res or down-res or whatever version on YouTube. So, mm -hmm. um, but, uh, I just, like, because you're not getting the environments the same way you are in the Grand, or in Forza Horizon. Yeah. They had a lot of opportunities to make a lot of stuff look really cool and in a lot of different ways. And versus mm -hmm. like in this, you see a racetrack most of the time. Yeah. So um, that being said, it looks cool. They they do really do a good job, especially with the cockpit view. So if you're especially the type of person who likes using a steering wheel um, mm -hmm. accessory, um, I think it's a really neat touch that they add uh, to these games that a lot of games do but it doesn't necessarily feel the same that's a huge reason why like when the one before the last one came out of these that people kind of like had a fit at the uh the lack of that because it was it's such a like a, a thing especially for gran turismo yeah <coughs> look at how this white car moves when it's like watch the gravity of the car moving around for sure and yeah that's that's one thing um like, like you were the saying back end of the car actually moved on the suspension well, I even when they hit the brakes there the, the car wobbled forward and backward yeah so, um you know it is definitely like you've said it's a car lovers yeah racing game um they're they've become harder and harder for me to play because as i've gotten older um the investment that goes into playing a game like this is high and I don't spend that much time in a lot of games anymore. So. When, when Grand Turismo's come out outside of sport, which I 
played it only a little bit when it first came out. Um, they're like full-fledged fucking games with yeah. like a lot of cars and a lot of shit to do. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's been real easy to play a free-form game that takes after like open-world RPGs like Forza Horizon. But I haven't played like a good racing sim uh, since Project Cars Two, yeah. I think. And that game's like the Dark Souls of racing games. It's fucking rough. Uh, but I'm very excited to play this. This is uh, it's really. There, I still have never played a racing game, a sim racer, that has the same feeling of the way cars move and feel as yeah. Gran Turismo. Um, it feels so good, like going around a corner perfectly, uh, braking right, all that stuff. A lot of games have a lot of leeway, a lot of sliding around stuff. And like in Gran Turismo, like you really want to perfect the way you drive. Uh, they also have typically better AI, in my opinion. And so watching this, I am, I'm seeing a lot of the things, a lot of the check marks I'm looking for, uh, especially after sport, which I wasn't that happy with, uh, knowing that we're getting a seven, an actual mainline game. It's looking like the things I want in, in that racing experience. Um, You're going to get another level on top of that, too, though, if they, they nail like the haptic stuff in the controller. Too, oh, yeah, that'd so. be fucking awesome. I uh I really hope they get kind of crazy with the vibrations and different environments and stuff that you're driving on because that is something that a lot of games have already kind of showcased, namely the fucking uh, Astrobot game really showcases yeah. different textures you can get in that controller that games are still fucking too scared to goddamn go all in on um, when it comes to that. Uh, Ratchet Clank does a good job, though. Yes. Has a lot of cool different vibrations going on. It's also made um, for PlayStation yeah. Five, though. <laughs> I think that is the thing. Is like yeah. the the mainline games are all going to utilize that really well, but they they don't come out all the time. Yeah. So, and then any game that's coming out on all consoles, somebody's probably like, well, the PS Five controller does this. Throw something in there, see what happens. They're not developing the game with that in mind. They're not only making a PlayStation game. So for sure. And quite quick detour. Apparently, uh, there are. Uh, versions of games on, on PC that will support the PS5's haptic stuff now. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. So that's much. that's cool. That that means that some PC games could. Yeah. I well like for example, this is a weird example, but Final Fantasy fourteen mm-hmm. um will support PS5 controller features on PC now. So hmm. that was interesting to see uh a vehicle driving across that bridge. Because, like, Gran Turismo has always had, like, they have, like, all the great tracks that you love, but there's not, like, a lot going on outside of them and stuff. So it's cool to see some kind of ambient movement. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been, not and not just Gran Turismo, but racing games in general, the weakest part for a lot of the, the sim-style racers for a long time. Mm. You know, you go by a crowd of people, and they're all paper people in the stands oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. That was the thing for so long. Yeah. So but uh um, and that's that's really where you improve after a while um is by the details so mm-hmm. but yeah all in all uh, i really like what i'm seeing i wish we could get like some dope ass trailers some high quality trailers um of gameplay um but what i'm seeing here is a game i absolutely want to play especially just seeing those car physics uh it's just really telling me like hey this is gran turismo it's a sim game they get really fucking wild with uh, every individual car and how they feel. So I'm really excited for that. For sure. Um, and uh, also a racing game that has 
half decent AI, um, which this doesn't tell me too much, but they are, uh, they're not all driving into each other and shit, which is trying to ram each other off the roads. My, my fucking preferable way of racing. I like to not like you play a game like Forza Horizon or other arcade racers and everybody's just driving into each other. And then sometimes you play a sim racer and people try to drive like that and they fucking hit a wall and it fucks them for the rest of the, uh, the race. And I prefer that because in real racing, you're not driving into each other. So yeah, uh, I prefer that sim, but if you're playing an arcade game, it's all fun. So whatever, but yeah, really excited for this. Uh, really stoked. It's looking good. Um, it's, it's definitely a different vibe than the racing games I've been playing lately. And that's good. Cause I, I want to go back to playing a, uh, uh, a more sim racer. So really excited for this to come out. Anything else uh, you want to say on this? Mm-mm. All right, let us know in the comments what you think of Gran Turismo 7. We think of the gameplay, the graphics. What's going on here? Do you have any hype for Gran Turismo? Do you like the series already? Are you not really big on it? Are you a Forza fan? Um, if you are, you're wrong. Because um, <laughs> uh, I love Gran Turismo. Although, again, the Horizon series is great. Uh, and, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below. Last video we're going to watch, another two-minute one is uh horizon forbidden west new gameplay ps5 4k this was just shown off recently i don't know where it came from i think somebody said it came from like a blog or something like that because there's no audio to this uh video uh but the video exists and so we're gonna watch it to see what they're doing with it Uh, speaking of unceremonious fucking yeah here's some forbidden west uh a lot of people were saying that um because the embargo on halo's reviews uh, opened up today. They just released this, which I believe. Like Sony's probably like, man, we need to take some of the hype away. So, because that's kind of a weird coincidence. Like one of the more hyped games. What they should have done, and they're probably gonna do it at the Game Awards. I would fucking love if they did. God of War. Yeah, that would have been a real big like. Oh, Halo's doing good. Here's God of War. But also just let Halo have its have its day. So, but anyway, this came out today. Uh, possibly in response to that. Um, I don't know what the audio is going to be like on this one. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Forbidden West before we watch two minutes of gameplay of it? Horizon is a, a funny one for me because like, I, I really like uh, the the first one, and I am looking forward to this one, 100%. Um, but my hype level is actually pretty um, managed. It's weird. <laughs> for this game. I'm, I'm in the same boat. And I, I really like the first one. I, I honestly think it's just because I think, and at least in my head, and I, I want to be uh, shown I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I kind of just have an expectation of what I'm going to play. Yeah. The story, obviously, I, I have no idea. But um, the gameplay loop, I assume, is going to be same Z plus some. Yeah. And uh, which isn't a bad thing. I like. I'm totally fine with playing it. Um, but I just don't think it's going to like blow my socks off. Now, if it comes out and does. Awesome. awesome yeah yeah um but I, yeah i mean i'm definitely gonna be playing it so yeah, yeah. it's really weird because i i'm i'm a huge fan of the first game i think it's great i mean outside of aloy's dialogue sometimes coming off kind of a uh, one note um i think the story's really fucking smart and cool uh the open world is awesome the combat is dope mm-hmm. um the whole idea of robot dinosaurs fighting them is awesome so everything about it's great and this game is just looking to be that plus uh better graphics more stuff to do in combat all that kind of stuff but at the same time i feel like we are going to have a very similar experience to the last game with more stuff yeah um not a bad thing and i'm very excited for it but i'm not like crazy hyped i'm more hyped for elden ring i'm more hyped for god of war 
which also will probably just be a lot like God of War. But God of War really surprised me. The last one. Yeah, that had a and really the story, good story. The story is very good. Yeah. Um, the story on the lore in Horizon was very good. The mm. way it was told was fine. Um, it was good. But God of War was like fucking really good. Um, so, yeah, that that's a big factor for me. Um, but uh, it is 100% a first day buy, have to play. Gonna for sure be having fun playing this game. Um, but it's we- really weird, uh, if I'm being honest about it. I don't have like a fucking really strong... Yeah. I'm just like that's a sol- that's gonna be a solid ass game. It's gonna be awesome, um, and yeah, if I play it and it's like really fucking amazing, which it could be, I I was really blown away by the first game. Um, awesome, I'm ready for that. Yeah. So, but yeah, when you kind of said like you know your your hype's managed, I'm like mine too, kind of. It's really weird because some people are really freaking out about this, and I feel like I should be. But I'm like, yeah, that looks great. I also have a hard <laughs> it, looks, t- it looks a great game. Well, I have a hard time. Getting to that level anyways, just because mm. uh, AAA developers have shown they're willing to screw things up. <laughs> so. True. And uh, they're also, they've also shown that they'll make a great visual looking game that's missing some shit. For sure. And so like finished or has bugs, though I have no reason to believe that uh, Gorilla Games is going to do that. No, no, for sure. I, I'm just saying in general, um, when it comes to, like it takes a lot for me to, to um, have the ability to, to get up to, to be hyped. So, um, but I am absolutely looking forward to the game. Um, I'm sure it'll be good. And if it's not, well, that sucks, but I'm sure it, it, it seems unlikely that it'll be bad. So yeah, I'd, I'd bet on it, yeah. but at, at, I also would have bet on possibly battlefield before I played the beta. So yeah. yeah. Um, all right, ready to watch this? Yep. All right, again, uh, this doesn't have audio, so these guys are going to be playing music. I'm going to turn it down because I don't want YouTube getting pissed about it, um, although they have uh, uploaded. so. But anyway, uh, just video stuff, so let's uh, watch the 3, 2, 1, and go! It looks very good. Oh, yeah. I'm also, like, it's funny because, like, everything in the game looks good graphically, but I'm more impressed with Aloy. Her character model is like doesn't look like it belongs in the game. <laughs> like, and but also that the the thing she's fighting look fantastic too. Like the character models almost look better than the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, and uh, the amount of uh, tools she seems to be, well, I guess in animations in general, uh, are definitely much more increased. The mobility is pretty wild, yeah. It is fucking crazy. She can glide now and grapple hook and go all over the place. The amount of things on her character model moving is fucking crazy. She looks like a goddamn a whole like fucking a bush. But the gameplay looks fucking fluid. For like sure. it looks like you're just gonna be able to do what you want when you want, no restrictions. It looks, looks good though. Very cool looking. This doesn't even look fucking like gameplay to me almost. This looks like CGI, which is good. Yeah. Again, this would be probably much different looking on like a 4K display. Yeah, but I'm just saying like 
this game coming from the last game. The last game's fantastic looking. Yeah. This does look like a substantial upgrade in graphics. Oh yeah, big time. Especially, um, like you said, the current models. That's the most impressive thing that the environments are playing. Pretty neat. Same in detail. Yeah. Oh, earlier when Aloy like turned and looked, like her face looked like almost like a real person. Yeah, if it wasn't for all the like the weird floaty, glidey stuff, uh, it, it would look uh, very realistic. Yeah. So. Well, there's a particular scene in here somewhere that I thought she just looked really fucking good when she looked over, her, even underwater when it showed her face, like here. It just looks really good. The yeah. lighting on her face, everything like that. It's crazy. And all the animations, I think it's here, maybe. I was talking about, yeah, right here. Look at her face and the lighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It just is a really good character model right there. The lighting on her hair and coming around the head and stuff like that. It's it's really fucking fantastic looking. But then I look at the environments and they look great. But they look like any game would probably look, I think, on like a modern day console. But those character models are fucking next level. Really good looking. Yeah, the one thing I'm really noticing, and it probably has a lot to do with... Um you know, the demand for games to be running at 60 frames per second. Yeah. Um, is animations in all these, like, actual current-gen games, I should say now, mm-hmm. um, are probably the biggest thing I've noticed as an upgrade for games. The graphics are obviously better, but, like, yeah. animations are getting wild. Well, it used to be, like, Naughty Dog <laughs> was doing great animations. Not everybody's kind of doing it. Um, yeah, it just makes uh, action sequences so much more enjoyable when things are just fluid well, it's gonna be a lot better when i'm actually playing so i know what i'm doing because when i'm watching this i'm like she's doing a lot of fucking shit yeah. i don't know what the hell's going on right now like she's jumping off shooting blowing things up grapple hooking and it seems like they're just showing it all off but i'm like there's a lot to take in but like once you get it down i feel like it's probably gonna feel like when you played like the last spider-man game and once you got everything down the way you're moving around the city and stuff like that uh, just kind of flowed really well. Yeah. And it seems like this game, the amount of moves and stuff like that um, is lending itself to it. That glide move, though, seeing that used almost in like a stealth takedown, well, not almost, in a stealth takedown yeah. way was uh, was very cool. This is also pre, uh, not pre-rendered. I mean, technically it is, but um, so set up to be cinematic, though, visually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is obviously fine, but... Um, I'd like to just see someone just play the game. For sure. But, uh, yeah. I, uh, I'm sure it'll be fun. I mean. Oh, it's going to be fucking solid. And yeah. it is, even though it's going to be on PS4, um, and that conversation already happened pretty much, uh, the PS5 version looks like what you're going to expect from um, the current gen. You want that upgrade. You want to feel like you bought a new console for a reason. This is definitely a good reason to have it. You can definitely have a multi-gen title that has. Well, yeah, we've we've had this conversation. I think a lot of people are still used to the old days where, like, if you built a game to run on both, um, you're going to cut some corners on the higher-end version to make it run on the lower-end version. But nowadays, all consoles are 
simplified PC, so all they have to do is build the game for PS5 and have sliders yeah. and have it instantly on PS4, recognize it's on a PS4, and turn it into PS4 mode. Start cutting some graphics. So it's still yeah. a PS5 game. Yeah. Unless they did, of course, at the beginning, start the development with a PS4 in mind as well, so they are making a PS4 game that also runs on PS5. But there is no reason that you couldn't have a full-fledged PS5 game and also fuck around with the graphics enough to make it run on PS4 as well. Yeah, for sure. The same way a lower-end PC would be playing on low and a higher-end PC would be playing on ultra. So yeah. people are just used to the old ways where it's like, ah, man, you fucking made it run on both. It's going to suck. So I don't think they did that here. But also it's early in the fucking console gen, so you're not going to get the biggest and best crazy-looking graphics yet. So, um, But these are definitely... We're definitely going to see a huge peak of them this year, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just keep hearing people going like, well, it doesn't look that much better. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of a lot of the beginning of a, a console coming out doesn't look like a huge jump. Um, I mean, PlayStation, PlayStation 2 did, but, you know. Yeah, a lot of that, too, comes down to the developers have to get used to making these games. So, yeah. Yeah, well, then they got to learn to utilize the console uh, fully. And what they can get away with yeah. and stuff. So, Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, overall, this game is looking great. It's looking solid. It's looking AAA as fuck. Like you want to think about like a game that's made by a lot of people for a lot of money and has a lot of work put into it. <laughs> this is one of those games. Like it's yeah. one of the best examples you can think of of a game that is that. A lot of people <laughs> put a lot of money into something. Wow, especially um, after the last game, I'm sure Sony was like, yeah, here, yeah. here just make a game now. Yeah, they re- they really nailed with the last game. Like yeah. I always thought these guys were like super fucking talented, but uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was like. I was like, okay, they, this is it. This is where that was going. And same thing with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I always really appreciate what they did be, before, but Ghost of Tsushima was them nailing it. Oh, like, yeah. okay, this is what I want from you guys. So, um, but yeah, this is looking awesome. The graphics are great. The gameplay is super fucking fluid. Uh, Aloy's character model is fantastic, and the action is looking uh, fucking hyper as shit, but also... Um, like the first game a lot of ways to go about combat which i really like having those options to get creative in different situations and uh yeah very excited for it anything you want to say on it left anything nothing all right let's know in the comments what do you guys think of horizon forbidden west new gameplay did you notice something we didn't possibly you want to point out are you excited for it? do you think it looks good do you think it looks great do you think it looks like is this really next gen um we think about the ps4 ps5 thing the conversation's kind of over but if you have an opinion on it of course let us know and uh yeah did you play the last game did you like it did you not like it and are you excited for god of war let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below it's that time where we reflect not refract on uh, uh, prior episodes and read your comments. If you'd like your comment to be in the front of the line um, and for sure read, type in hashtag STLG. Otherwise, I read at random. Um, and yeah, we reviewed Knockout City, First Class Trouble, and Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning uh, on the last Plus Club. So if you did not uh, watch that episode, check it out. Or um, if you wanted to have a conversation over on Reddit, uh, on the PlayStation Plus subreddit, I always have a conversation there, so check that out. And anybody who subscribed from that, welcome to the channel. We got some new subscribers. I hope you enjoy what we do here. Uh, we got a couple comments I'm going to read, and we're going to reply to them. And the first one is from Psycho Scream, saying, Really enjoyed Knockout City, period. 
It's good to hear. Uh, totally forgot about social deception. I hope you mean the genre, not just in real life, because you don't need to remember that. Um, and then lastly, he says, Kingdoms of Amalur, I really liked. Kind of an aged game in its systems, but it's still great. Story so far is surprisingly pretty good. I put maybe like 40 hours into it and hardly made much progress. I made a character that is equal in all trees. Forgot the name of it, but it's fairly good so far. That's cool. Um, first off, uh, you really enjoyed Knockout City. We actually played together, and that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, if, if you're not into social uh, deception or what are they called? Social deduction games. Um, that's fair. Uh, but also as a genre, I can get how you could forget about that considering the Among Us craze has kind of died down. Um, so that was a quick lived thing. And then uh, I, I really was surprised as well. And I encourage anybody to go watch the episode to get the full review. But um, I definitely had a stronger opinion on Kingdoms of Amlar than I thought I would have. So I, I agree with you. I also agree with the systems. Um uh, haven't aged well. I think that's something most people are going to agree with. It's absolutely a little past that point where it was like, eh, it's kind of old. Like, no, it's definitely older systems that we don't use anymore. Um, but uh, luckily, there's a combat system in there that's that's fun and other things. And a fucking expansion. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. THQ Nordic is like doing some weird shit. They're like, hey, uh, Titan Quest, here's an expansion for that yeah. old ass game. Uh, Darksiders 3, you guys wanted that? Here it is. Uh, here's an expansion to fucking Kingdoms of Amalur. Like, it's like, okay. Yeah, were you digging out the dev kit for that? Yeah, like, where did you get, like, <laughs> when they bought those things up, apparently they got it all. That's, that's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, and it's interesting, you had a, you had a character that was equal in all trees. I did not try that. I specced heavily into the stealth stuff. Just the mostly test it. I was like, how good is this? It's not that great. Um, but at least it has it. So, um, yeah. Anything you want to say? No. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, thank you for the comment. And then we got Brosty Tro. Extro? I apologize. I don't know how to say that. But uh, it's a name. Uh, and they said, here is a funny thing that happened to me. I had more than 60 hours of re-reckoning. I was loving it. But when I was playing Vanguard Free Weekend... My PS4 just bugged, and I was forced to reset all my things in my PS4. All the data. That fucking sucks, Oof. and that's another thing to blame Activision for. <laughs> they don't need the help. Activision um, can't can't win, dude. Yeah, that sucks. Hopefully, you were able to reacquire those via your cloud saves, um, assuming yeah. you had them turned on. I. I feel like they're on by default. So maybe see if you can download your saves. If you haven't tried already, this has been a few days at this point. So who knows? Um, and even that, I mean, it's not hundred percent. I just had to switch like buy a second switch and half my save data was on the cloud and the other half wasn't apparently. So, and it was my big games that I lost. So, yeah, no, it's fucking rough. I luckily haven't experienced anything like that in a long time, but uh, I definitely sympathize because, uh, you know, us gamers, we're putting a lot of time into these fucking games and some of them are yeah. high investment things that you've spent a lot of time and you've gotten a lot from. Oh yeah. And when you don't have an option, you don't have that anymore. It's kind of deflating to put it lightly. It's, uh, 
it really fucking sucks. It's especially bad with like role playing games because you invest time, but that time also is a is a pro- is an actual form of progress versus like you can put time in a shooter, yeah. and really you're just kind of for the most part honing your craft. Yeah, if like a server bugged uh, and like I didn't have my like my leveled character in Call of Duty, I would just probably not play it again or play it again. I, I wouldn't care. Yeah. I would, but I'd be like, oh, that's that's annoying. But like sixty hours in re reckoning, sixty hours is a substantial chunk. Dialogue, that's gear choices, that's skill choices. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's rough. So. All things that you took your time to think about and decide on and build towards, and then it's fucking gone. And you could do it again, but why would you want to? It's a big reason why I have the mentality of. Um, if any game that has like important decisions, if I've had a few drinks, I don't play them. Yeah. Cause if I screw that up because of, you know, being intoxicated, uh, I'm just gonna be pissed at myself at that point. I so. honestly won't play anything except for like an online competitive shooter. If I, if I've drank anything, because yeah. I don't want to make decisions, uh, in a game, uh, in one mindset yeah. and then <laughs> go back to being sober and being like, the fuck did i do yeah, pretty much just crack out on caffeine until i uh until my body starts telling me it's bedtime so that's fair <laughs> yeah well i sympathize hopefully you're able to get that data back uh that is really rough and really weird that that happened uh after the vanguard free weekend um i also played that free weekend i played on pc it didn't get any issues but um that is fucking wild and really shitty so yeah, one of the one of the great things about modern gaming though is we have cloud saving. So at least there's some ways to recover things unless your Switch fucking craps out on you. Nintendo needs to address that. Or New World makes you go through two thirty eighties. Yeah, there are there are still costs in gaming that that are not uh, very cool, but there's still some options. So, yeah. um, anything else? Uh, I mean, we said it. Hopefully, you can get your saves back. Yeah. So. Yeah, it sucks. It's a really interesting uh, story, though. Like, that, that happened. It's kind of weird. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for the comment. Thank you, everybody, for the comments. And, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see if you guys comment on this video. And we'll do it all again on the next Tasty Cast. But that's going to do it for this this Tasty Cast. As always, thanks for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check out our socials and streams. Links down below. Check out our Discord now. Linked down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel. More than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing if you're brand new. And welcome to the brand new subscribers. And yeah, we'll do this all over again soon, Thursday, for game awards and then probably a taste of cast uh in a couple days after that so um we'll see you guys soon until then have a good one guys and take it easy